Did you record? I did. Okay. It worked. <laughs> okay. Welcome back, everybody. And I have my same guest, Haley. Hi. She's highly requested to come back. I'm trying to get her to do one more, at least one more episode. Um, and hopefully she says yes. I'll do it. This is fine. Um, I feel like I just am on a soapbox. In, a, in another <laughs> perfect world, I, I would want you to be my co-host, but I know you're busy. But as long as you want to pop in for like little guest appearances. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Because I think I listened back to our episode and I just laughed the whole time because it's funny. Yeah, we were like on one. Like I was listening to it and I was like, like you would think we were doing something. I promise you, like we weren't. Like that's just how we talk to each other. Like, All right. Okay, so today we're going to hop into the Euphoria review because I have to discuss this weekly. Um, do you still me? Are you going to watch the episode? Am I going to? Can I tell you or do you, you can tell me? I do care because the thing I know has to do with spoilers that I won't share. So but like I'll... the synopsis is we basically got Cal's backstory about he was really in love with his best friend, but then his current wife trapped him with the baby. Um, but I was reading something on Twitter and they were like the type of cold that Cal is today. He couldn't have morphed into that from that kid. And I totally agree. Like you just don't turn into a, just an evil being like a yeah. crazy person. Like, that's and like a low-key pedophile, like that's kind of problematic to have it's that be a narrative. So, so that's that's uh, anyways. So we get the backstory. Cassie's fucking losing her mind because she's trying to be all like she she tried to be Jewel, she tried to be Maddie, she tried to be like herself in a combination of Maddie um, to get his uh, Nate's attention, and it, he's not her attention. And another weird thing that I think that happens with white people. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just bad parenting in general. The parents are hearing Cassie and Nate fucking, and then the mom's like, oh, what I would pay to get back to be back in high school? And I'm like, parents don't do like I don't I know. don't. Even, like, parents yeah. Parents are not listening to y'all fuck. Like, that's crazy. So, basically, um, I think the episode, Matt, or not Matt, that's Maddie and Nate's, whatever. Nate picks Maddie and leaves Cassie hanging because they fuck every Friday. Aww. Like, okay. Poor Cassie. And... Cal's dad goes to Fez in Ashtray's place talking about, oh, give me the tape, the tape. Uh, and so he basically confesses to Fez that he fucked Jules in his own video. And Fez is like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Just leave me alone. <laughs> Just leave me out of it. Right. So it's a, and Rue, forgot. Rue goes to the white lady who's a drug dealer in episode one and basically floats her this, her, this was her plan. And I'm going to walk you through her how dumb this is she's basically like oh if you give me some drugs i'll make all my friends who are really smart unsuspecting people who like have want to go to college and stuff the drug dealers and they can upload their phone to the cloud like their whole phone and then if they snitch i'll just put their information on the cloud which is way worse than going to jail like who wants to go yeah i'll put my shit on the cloud i'm not going if i'm avoiding prison at all costs yes. like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyways so the lady's like oh okay that's great i got great yeah i'm gonna give you fifty thousand dollars in drugs and rue was like Oh, maybe we should start smaller. She's like, okay, I'm going to give you $10,000 in drugs. And Rue prefaces with, I want to figure out how I can do drugs for free. So anyway, she gets the drugs. She has in a suitcase. She pulls up to NA meeting with the drugs in the suitcase at NA. Oh, my God. Bold as fuck. Then Ali tries to press her about it. And she was, and then she said to him, nobody's looking for you to be a fucking parent. And that's rude because he doesn't talk to his kids because he yeah. is mad. So, and he was like, you going to say that to me? Like, you're going to disrespect me? And she goes, and what? And walks off. And so, basically, she done ruined her. Like, the only person really cared yeah, for Yeah, yeah, damn, and Rue. He, he supported her in front of 
her mom. Like, you know, black people be snitching. Yeah. Like, and he's, he didn't even snitch on her. So anyways, she's fucked up and she took, and then she went home and fucking took fentanyl. Which I'm like, that's a terrible perception because bitches die like, all the time, all the time. Not... Like nobody like Rue is just taking fentanyl like all the time and, and living. living through it. Like that's crazy. <laughs> so, anyways, and that's the end of the episode. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll proceed. To, and apparently, next week's episode is an hour and two minutes. I know. I saw that on the Twitter. People were like, "What's gonna happen?" And I was like, "Something but crazy." The whole season leaked. The whole season leaked. It did. Was, and I, it I did. saw some of the episodes, and I was like, "If the writing is this bad." Uh huh. This was getting to it. I think it's the writer. Like, it's Sam. He's like it's the Sam. White Tyler it's Perry. Sam. He's a white Tyler Perry. It's bad. You, you guys, if you but did not see budget. Euphoria trending on the recent times, you guys are missing out because it's so funny. And I think like everyone is realizing that it's not well written. <laughs> it's a really I think bad that's what show. My issue was with was with Same. that. I think it, it's not yeah. well written. Lee and I have like been debating this for at least two years now about why we don't like Euphoria, and I think that's just the truth of it. It's like not. It's not well written. It's bad. And to be honest, it's bad. And I, I, I'm hoping to believe that the actors could be better had they had a better script. But even then, I don't know. I think so. I think it has to do too with like I. I wonder if he was a more collaborative writer. If someone would have said, yeah, right. If if someone just would have been like, hey, this would be better if they were in college, or like this would be better if they were young adults. Like, like there, there was a way to to do this. You can't make any of this better. Like, I'm thinking about what it could be and what it is, and I'm like, it's just bad. Like, and then Dare came out and said this is really problematic, and I'm like. I'll be golly smacked if I actually agree with Dare because I, I know I this is really bad. This is bad. why I was ready to talk to you about this. I was shook at when Dare said something and I was like, yeah, like pretty much. I agree. Because Dare is, is also problematic if you guys don't know. Like Dare is really weird right. and they have believe in some weird things, but they're kind of right in the sense that like. You shouldn't be, this shouldn't be on TV no. and it shouldn't be. Here's the thing. It, it could be adults and I think it would actually be even more impactful it if totally they were young would adults. Be. But they're they're high schoolers, and I we shouldn't in conjunction with them. We're seeing drugs, we're seeing extreme nudity, extreme like abuse, sexual violence, like all of these things happening to children. And I'm not saying that doesn't. I just think that if you have a message like that's deep, you have a duty to write something that tells an impactful story. And on top of that, like I was talking to some of my coworker in the UK about this. And he was like, some shows that we have here, they give you helpline numbers at the end of it. And I'm like, you need to be doing, in the same breath as you're telling yeah. the story, you need to provide resources every week, to help people. Every week. Because people are talking about how they're relapsing off of this show. Like, that's re- it's that's like a danger. Like, people are like, well, just don't watch it. No, no, no. that's not the point. Like, you need to be helping provide and people with these resources. I'm so them- sick of everyone saying, just like, don't let your kids watch it if you don't want your kids to watch it. If, if you genuinely can look me in my eye and tell me that you believe that kids don't watch things that are inappropriate for them just because their parents tell them not to when we all have smartphones and iPads like that's kind of funny (laughs) and I think the whole thing like I'm not negating what Rue goes through but I think a large part of addiction is the need to escape you may have kids be looking for a way to escape because you're going through a really hard time and because of this show they may have found an outlet or they want to try what Rue did because Rue talks about all the euphoric feelings that she gets of feeling numb Right, so I'm like, that's that's not a message to give to Mm-mm. kids. I'm sorry, it's and not. especially because kids are the main one dying from uh, accidental overdoses. Right, and it's and people are like, what well, is realistic because she relapses and all this stuff? No, what's the problem? The problematic part of it is not that she uses drugs or that she like continues to use drugs after she relapses. It's that like she lives through it. She doesn't have any 
serious physical compromises because she overdoses. Like it's super unrealistic. That's not what happens. You can't OD you like your 10 life. Times. Like you that's can't the take part. another drug to stop yourself from having a cardiac arrest because you OD. Like that's crazy. And guys. You're, you're really about to super send somebody into cardiac arrest because the one thing you're not supposed to do is take something that decreases your heart rate and in the, the next breath take something that increases your heart rate. You're playing with fire. Yeah. Yeah, disaster. So I it's a it's a cold world when I believe in dare, but with climate <laughs> change, who knows? And yeah, I think this show is just really problematic. And then they had like Sydney Sweeney talking yeah. about how there are way more nudity scenes than there currently are with her, and I'm like, that is weird. Especially because last season people were calling her like a milker, like making like making fun of her breasts in a way to like say that she breastfeeds, and I'm like, that's problematic to do that the next season. Yeah. And it's super with the whole interview, if you guys didn't read it, she says that she's comfortable, which like, I'm glad if she feels safe and comfortable, that's the most important part. But it is really weird that Sam Levinson keeps pushing her to be topless more often. When, like, that's weird, guys. Especially if we're going to keep acting Y'all, like Haley. this is about to be high schoolers. Y'all, you said guys, bitch. Oh, you're right. Thank you. Gender neutral. But it's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy. Like, it's a it's we're in a it's we're in a bad place. And you got bitches defending the show, or like also they be putting quotes on Twitter, and I'm like, like the writing is good. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is not good. This is bad. That's not but good. you know what? The only thing I can say is I'm entertained. Yes. Like, watch. It's like watching a train wreck. Yeah, the cinematography and is it's good. beautiful. I'm like, yeah, it's so beautiful. I, like, I think we just need to film. start treating Euphoria like we treat Riverdale. Like, you know, like you can say Riverdale like didn't it. look good. No, Liv- Riverdale didn't look good and it wasn't good. No, but I just mean, I think that if you like Euphoria, you should talk about it like it's a guilty pleasure because it is. <laughs> Stop trying to convince me that it's Academy Award winning art. Like, oh, no. It's not. And to be honest, I felt the way that Zendaya should have won the Emmy last year. And when I said that, I was a hater. And now I super double down in that. <laughs> I super believe that like she shouldn't want an Emmy I'm sorry like the show is not good and the message that it tells and I'm not don't get me wrong Hollywood tells a lot of wrong messages it does a lot of the time like we about to talk about all these shows where Hollywood tells the wrong message but somebody has to say it and we're here to say Euphoria is not good Zendaya can't act (laughs) can who can act on that show uh, Col- Col- Coleman Domingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Al- Ali, Eric Dane can show act because I believe that nigga is truly evil. Yeah, yeah, I'm so sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the bitches who uh, maybe they're all just new and they need to get in their roles. I think Jacob Alordi can act because he can act. Actually, I, he's kind of carrying. I'm not gonna lie. Like he's, <laughs> Nate he's carries because Nate. Everyone's talking about Nate yeah, every episode. Every episode, y'all keep just coming in with hot takes about Nate, which is great because he, that means he's doing a good job. Oh, and yeah. uh, this doesn't matter, but I just thought it was funny. But <laughs> Lexi Demi and her age and people keep talking yeah, about that it. Yeah, that bitch is thirty, and that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. That's why, and everyone's talking jokes about like, yeah, she was probably alive when Cleopatra was alive. <laughs> That's awful. Oh yeah, my no, god. Um, Euphoria, it's just a phenomenon, and an Isanabi. Yeah, I think it's in. It's a show that in thirty years it'll be weird that everyone was so obsessed with it. It's just a wannabe Degrassi, but the difference was Degrassi was good. Degrassi was good. Degrassi Next Generation. 
all every de- everybody do your favorite watch Degrassi Next Generation on Netflix. Every iteration of Degrassi is good. Yeah, it's and really they cycle good. through characters so flawlessly. Like you, they cycle through seasons so flawlessly because because based in high school, you can follow each grade because some people will graduate and yeah. then you'll have like the old. But that's already the, like it's smart. It's Degrassi it's it was a very brilliant show, and it was also like they did talk about serious things, but in a way that wasn't. But it was really always cringe. tied to a theme. Yeah. Like the theme when one season was like a school shooting, not the one with Jimmy, but the yeah. other one where they had to have a school. And lockdown. by Jimmy, she means Drake. <laughs> I just have to preface that. There were two school. <laughs> there were two school shootings, but not the first one. The second one. Um, and that was good. Baby, there's a shark in the. Wall. And they had Melanie Fiona do her whole. Uh, so, uh. Yeah. Degrassi was onto something. They're doing it all for us. They are. Doing it all for us. No, that's the song for Euphoria. It's not good. No, let it go. No, no, it wasn't good. What's your What's your thoughts on? I didn't understand why she had to do a musical number at I the end. Either. That's what okay, really okay. sent me. I really thought it was like com- a compelling scene to watch. Like I, I thought I was, I was very invested in watching it, but I did not enjoy it, and I thought it was really weird because. It just doesn't make any sense. It just goes back to all the things about Euphoria sometimes not making any sense. And I think that we're learning that that just has to do with Sam Levinson being a bad writer. Because in a way, like, I think he's really good at making things that you want to look at because he's a music video director. So I think that he's good at that. But that's literally like Melina Matsukis. Yeah. She's a beautiful music video director. But when she did Clean and Slim, it was awful. Right. Like, Clean and Slim was very beautiful. But the, what was within? The content. Was not awful. There. It's the same thing. Not even there. But like Clean and Slim, I would have to say it was worse than Euphoria. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Like the whole time I watched it, I was laughing. And I like could because I just couldn't believe it. I was squinting at the screen. I was like, I wanted to tweet Lena Wake and be like, give me my fifteen dollars back. I'm a college student. You you're going (laughs) to hell. I'm poor. <laughs> I'm poor, and I came to see this movie because I, y'all said it was gonna be good, and it's not. It's not. And you, can I be honest? Mo- most TV is not good. Most TV is not did good. You, okay. It's really hard did you to like Little Fires show. Everywhere? Okay, I watched all the episodes, and I was pretty did invested you like it? in it. In hindsight, I don't know if I really like it because I'm someone like I will rewatch a show very quickly. I have not rewatched that show, so I don't know if I really liked it. In the Me moment, neither. I think I kind of liked it. And I do think Reese Witherspoon carried. Though. Yes, she did. I was so mad she at her. Did. I was like, "You're being such a white woman." Yeah, Stop. and I thought it was interesting to like look. Uh, yeah, I thought it had an interesting commentary. I was invested in it. I thought it was pretty good, but I don't. I didn't love it. I wasn't like. Again, I wasn't sad that it was just a miniseries and I couldn't see those characters again. I was ready for it to be over. Right. It was a one season watch. Yeah. Euphoria was a one season watch. I think. I think so too. I don't think we're doing so good <laughs> round two. And apparently Barbie Fiera, I don't know how to say her last name, Ferreira Fiera, whatever her last name is. It's Portuguese. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, Miss Barbie, she, um, her and Sam Levinson got into it apparently because she didn't like the direction of her character because her character was going towards the I'm a fat girl and I don't love myself. And she was like, I don't like that for a cat. And they got Ooh. into a beef and that's why she's not in it as much. And she wasn't at the premiere party either. That's major tea because I was kind of wondering where she was because I actually thought her character was one of the most interesting last season. Yeah, she's she said she liked the direction of her character for season two, and especially because they were like it's really dark because the season's really dark. Yeah, so he took her out. Damn. Right. Also, what were your thoughts on Jules' 
character like her was going with her episode in that Ellie dude I was like this is weird yeah it's really weird it's I don't think he knows again it's just like Sam Levinson's weird I don't think he knows how to write for someone like Jules Sam Levinson looks like I don't think Hollywood knows how to write any story that's not like a heterosexual cis white person because I'm like Jules' character is very complex, and she requires a very complex yeah. engage like to engage with her in a complex way. And I'm just not getting it yet. Yeah. Anyways, this is a little long. we're giving to Euphoria too much time. Euphoria is bad. I would give Zendaya three Jennifer Lopez's. To be honest, I think I've seen Jennifer Lopez act to that capacity. I think so too. So. I, I, I think that, again, though, I think that she needs a better writing team because I, I think that she's giving to that character what she wants to give it okay but okay so i don't know what do you think about spider-man like for example she was her acting is very like she yeah it's very i was just thinking about that i was just thinking that it's like a very similar it's very dry it is very dry and that's really interesting to me because whenever i've heard her speak outside of acting she doesn't come off that way person which i mean i guess like that's acting but it's also like i'd love to see her give me something different in her range because i would like to think that there's range there okay can i be honest though her range uh, somebody has I just have to say I'm sorry her range is like shake it up shake it to you shake it up shake, shake it whatever up. that show is oh, shake it up. Casey undercover that's her range oh man <laughs> Zendaya prove us wrong like I'm begging you girl like I would love to get behind apparently you. she's supposed to do a um a, bi- a biopic of I saw that Ronnie yeah, she, of like a pop, like a pop star just recently passed away, yeah. and I'm interested to see how that. Goes. Yeah, because I I just want to see her be something other than like. Let's pull um, up her IMDb. Yeah, just so up, we can make up. sure that we're going through I this make sure thoroughly, we so we're not. Right, I know so she was supposed to play Aaliyah in that Lifetime biopic like seven years ago, that then Alexandria shifted, and Wendy Williams produced, and it was a hot mess. But I watched it. <laughs> And I have to you say, you see my face. I'm like, no, it was bad as fuck. Wendy Williams needed her ass. Whooped. She really did. I, it was bad. It was really bad. It was, oh, she was in the Greatest Showman. How was that? I didn't watch that. Oh, I did watch that. That's like musical theater drama tea. That whole thing is like wild. But I, I uh, don't like that musical and that movie. That's an unpopular opinion. Yeah. So, so I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I, I. Listen, it wasn't for me, but a lot of people really like it. You know, if you like anthems and you just want to like have listen to music, all the music in The Greatest Showman has nothing to do with the plot. So like that's what it is. So if you like musicals like that, where it's just like some jams that you could listen to on your iPod, but like woven into a story and like Zac Efron and carnivals, you might like it. Zac Efron, honestly, he should stop singing after High School Musical. I know. That, but that's a whole other conversation. I know. Okay, so she was in Dune, and Dune was bad. I'm sorry. Didn't even go see it. Uh, that, that's a hot. T- <laughs> apparently, people think it's good. I think like, people think bad, it's good because it's like a book that people really love. I didn't read the book. Okay, I didn't that's great. The but the only person, the only movie that's ever done a cor- correct book to movie is Hunger Games. T. That's it. That's it. This is. It. I can't think of like. It was flawlessly done. It was so they flawless. Did a really good I job. bought them. Yeah, okay, so she was in Dune, which that was false advertising because she was only in it for the last, like, 20 minutes with, like, some flashes and, like, whew, anyways, that's not my, whatever. She was in Space Jam. I didn't go see that because I, I, didn't, I didn't really go see the first one either. I don't really care. I uh, liked Space Jam when I was a kid. Did not go see the new version of it. 
Right. Okay. She's in Malcolm Marie, which Sam Levinson did. And Malcolm Marie was we, bad. That was bad. We can bad. both just agree that like the writing was bad. The writing was, and apparently everyone else has this critique too. So we're not just the only ones. Okay, good. Of how are you as a white man writing about okay, yeah, race? Yeah, it was weird. It was really bad. Yeah. Okay. So the writing was bad. Um, yeah. She was in Blackish for one episode. She her literally her next piece. Like her next TV show is Shake It Up. Like that, we're literally going through her discography. <laughs> discography. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, yikes. Yeah. Someone write her it, yeah. like a true drama. Okay. That's what uh, Hollywood. If you want to keep casting her, I need you to cast her in something with a full character arc where I could see her go from one thing to another. Like I need to see her go through a journey. That's the only way I feel like we could actually figure this out. Get to the bottom and of it. Honestly, when that day comes, I was once again. Give her the same grace that I'm giving her with Euphoria. The same. To say, I will change my mind. Please Absolutely. just show me something that's good. That's what I'm saying. Because I don't want it to say, like, I'm a hater. I'm not being a hater. It's really two things. Like, one is we have to acknowledge as consumers we are hyping her up in a way that I don't think that we should because of the 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 way in which she looks. And the other breath, I understand that she identifies as a black woman, and I want to give her that grace and say, because, like, there deserves to be black mediocre people. I just think... Yeah, because there's lots of white mediocre people. That's what I'm saying. It just... Maybe that's the, I just, maybe that's I the just answer. Want, we just need more black mediocres. We, uh, yeah. White people have a plethora of mediocre people who have the space, and black people can only have one person or a couple people, and they have to be extraordinary in their craft. Yeah, I really just, I, I think for me it's more so like I just want to, I love good acting, and I just want to see some of it from her because I think that she could have it in her. And you, but you know one thing that I have to give her a big fat fucking X? She was on the porch and brown skin girl. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very interesting music video. <laughs> and I, I don't know how to feel about that. I'm mad at Beyonce, don't get me wrong, though. But I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, again, I think, like I just said, that was a weird music video. That <laughs> had a lot of ups and downs in it. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So Zendaya, I think this is a call in. Zendaya, it's not really a call out because we've called you out enough. This is like no, a call. But in. we're trying to call you to the carpet yeah. and say we we have hope, or else we would just and, write you and off. And I'll say to you, Zendaya, maybe it's not your fault. Maybe the only thing you get offers for because of racism and sexism is like mediocre parts. So maybe it's not your fault. But I'm just saying, can you and your agent like go after something? Like I want to see you do something big. Right. Like, let's right. put you all the way on the spotlight and then, like, assess. Valid. Agreed. Like, she could do, like, a spot. Like, she, I think she would have been good in Ocean's 8. Do you? I, I think too. so. I think she would do good in any sort of, like, Anne Hathaway adjacent type or part. <laughs> period. 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 That's exactly what my mind was. Yeah. Like, like, let's put you in, like, a new sort of Devil Wears Prada. Like, let me see you. Or you know what she would, you know the Modern Love series on Amazon? She yeah. would be really good in one of those episodes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, And that yeah. would actually really be able to show her range. See, we're just getting, trying to give you jobs, girl. <laughs> Bitch, we're coming up with ideas because we want to see you thrive. Like, I want you to be good so I could have to say, Leah, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't think this yeah, way, I would. I, I can't the, the best day of our lives and there would be when me and Leah had to get up on this podcast and apologize to you personally. Like, that would just make me so happy. And that's what I was hoping to do with this second season was apologize. And 
I can't. Not yet. <laughs> and I don't think, based on the spoilers, I don't think I will. No, me neither. The spoilers are bad. If you guys are interested in spoilers and you want to look into that, I would, because that was indeed. If you if you just look at the spoilers, you're like, this season's going to get way worse, and Sam Levinson needs to lose his job, or HBO needs to force him to let writers into the room. Yeah. Okay, we're done. We're done with Euphoria. How how long do we spend on this? We spent 24 minutes talking about how bad Euphoria is. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay, so today we're getting into an actually really deep topic. And today we're talking about why we they need to stop integrating white TV shows. And our case studies will be today both dramas and reality TV shows. So we're, we're scratching the whole surface. Um, so we're going to be talking about Gossip Girl briefly, the new one. Mm-hmm. I did have Handmaid's Tale in here, but I already did an episode on that. Fuck uh, Margaret Atwood. The Handmaid's Tale is really problematic. Bridgerton, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and New York, and Bravo at large. Cause Bravo, yeah, Bravo's at large. I think it's Bravo it's at large. It's over. For, did you hear? Okay, sidebar. Before we re- Did you hear about having with Jenny? Yes. Did you watch how she brought that black man on her live? Yes. We didn't talk about that, but anyways, we, Bad, That's bad, a bad, finale, bad. I think. We should talk about Bravo last, because Bravo and we... Yeah, and yeah. we really need to talk about, too, how other people of color are complicit in anti-blackness in all spaces. Yeah. That part. So we're talking about Love Island UK season five in particular. And then we're talking about The Bachelor season 24 with uh, Matt, what's his name? Matt James. Matt James. And I did research, y'all. She um, did. It's, like, really so, professional hair. Thank you. I'm trying. So to preface this... Um, I think that they're amazing shows that are multicultural, well-curated, and well-written if it's a drama, and maybe some reality TV she- TVs, like Abbott Elementary. I think that that is a well-put-together mm-hmm. show. But not all shows are meant to have black people or other people of color involved, because it will be tone-deaf, and it will be a disaster. Um, but I think also, while we can discuss these TV shows, we also need to discuss the culpability of the viewers, the network, and the white cast members or any or white people adjacent to this that don't say anything, the white network execs who back this up, and the white actors and directors who are complicit. Okay, what do you want to talk about next? We can talk about Bridgerton, Love Island, or The Bachelor. Do you want to do Bridgerton next? Just because I feel like that one yeah. should be obvious. If it's not obvious to you, then I can't help you. I don't think it's obvious because in a lot of the research I talked about, people were really excited about Bridgerton. I don't get how. They were excited because they were, t- like, even the people, the directors, the actors are talking about how it's multicultural and it's infusing color into a time where there was no color and it's breaking, very Hamilton. Yeah, I was going to say, and listen to our Hamilton episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we already discussed why that's just incongruent. Um, and a lot of people, like, I just think that it's really problematic to, because even if you had that story in that time and you had black people there, you have to talk about slavery. You have yeah. to talk about colonization. And I told Haley this before the show. In season two, they're having an Indian girl, two Indian girls come in. And I think that that's one of the most problematic things you could do outside of having black people there. Like, it's the it's the equivalent of having Indian people in a space that was filled with colonization yeah. and how, how Brit- like British people did India so bad. Right. It's bad. That's really bad. I didn't know that. So that's not good, guys. It's that's not bad. good. And it's like this... That's really bad. And also... And it's Shonda Rhimes, Shonda too. Rhymes. And, like, let's talk about that. Yeah. It's also the Bridgerton is not even... I don't know. It's just... Explain to me why you like it. And I feel like the reason why you like it is a weird reason. <laughs> There's... And also, there was a there was a rape scene in the first season, so... Yeah, and it's just... That was cray. It's, it's 
well written in the sense that it's a drama that's kind of soap opera like it's like gossip yeah. Girl victorian version yeah but it's definitely not I don't think it personally I don't think it's good at doing either thing well like I don't think it's a good period piece and I also don't think it's a good drama (laughs) (laughs) no and on top of that I'm like thinking about like Victorian era dramas that are white like Downton Abbey and I'm okay that there are no black people same yeah I'm okay yeah I just started watching The The Crown and there's no black people for obvious reasons unless it's like there's an (laughs) uprising in Africa and like they want to disassociate or whatever um, we are making. They're I'm being. I'm being facetious, seasons, girl. That's what's coming. It'll be real drama. I'm being facetious. We really don't have. I don't understand people like. Oh, we have a black princess. No, we, no, don't. we don't. Shut the fuck up. Um, and the crown is really good. So if you like Bridgerton, watch the crown instead, and then maybe you'll also see why Bridgerton is so weird. Because there, when I tell you no black people, no black people, and no. it makes perfect sense. <laughs> and i I don't even fight it i think the thing is we shouldn't be we shouldn't be fighting for integration on white shows we should just be fighting to create our own content our own shows and have our own slots like so you can just tell black stories without having to weave them in because if you have to weave them in and you're trying to be truthful then black people and white people are not going to be treated the same no black man is going to be courting a white girl elementary is a really good example because i think it is really possible to watch it yeah it's and it's really good it's so it's so good i like it's so better than The Office, too. I love The Office, but it's really good. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't get The Office. I do, but I also started watching it when I was more immature, so I feel like that's part of it, too. I, but my whole thing is I don't think I'd go back and watch it now and be like... It's like trying to watch Sex in the City now. Yeah, yeah. I had to watch same. it in a time where I had no real understanding of like how life worked. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say, I think I, The Office think, does a good job of being satirical in that you know the whole time that Michael Scott's an asshole. Like, I think that that's what it is yeah. good at. Is it's just being, it's good. At, but it would never, ever be put on TV now because people wouldn't understand that and it'd just be problematic. It's like Glee. It's like all of these things. Yeah. It's a relic of the past. Yeah. And I think Al- Abbott Elementary is just a black version of a mockumentary. It is, it is. That's telling black stories. Yeah. And it's really good. I think that that in centering black people, I think that's important. But it, you could compare it to the office. You totally could. You could just one's in the office, one's in elementary. I think I would just prefer Abbott Elementary because I love Ava. Ava's like the Michael Scott, but she's a black I woman, know. so it's funny. It's funny, and she's so good. Anyways, back to your point. No, I don't even remember where I was going. I was just happy because Abbott. No, I, I was just Abbott Elementary is really good. Like I think that you can have multicultural shows. I guess is the point. Like, it is possible to have a show with lots of different people and lots of different backgrounds and make it work and make it interesting and make it fun and make it dynamic. But it it requires, um, like, ingenuity. Yeah, and you have to have have the right setting, and not every setting is the right setting. Yeah, Victorian era is not the right setting. It's not. It just isn't. (laughs) I'm sorry. Anything that's, like, in the past, like, I want to say... If you're going to the 1950s, just to know, and even how black people are depicted. No, I, I would say the 1950s. I would, I would stay with that. Yeah. Which really sucks. Yeah. But it just requires creativity. And Bridget, no shade, Shonda Rhimes, but Bridgerton didn't. It actually came from a book, though. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the book was white. I'm p- almost positive the book was white. It's just that Shonda Rhimes picked it up, and she believes in... But do you think Shauna Rhimes is good? Because like, if we could really look at Scandal, or we could really look at... Um, How to Get Away with Murder. 
or um, they're not good. <laughs> I thought Scandal was good until she got like kidnapped or whatever and locked in a basement, and then I was like, oh, this is not yeah, that good. is when the season shifted. <laughs> like, oh, this is bad now. But also, I didn't like how she was fucking the president. Yeah. This, yeah, it's a little weird. It was a little Jezebel y. How'd you go about how to go with murder? You know, it was very Benjamin Franklin, Sally Hemings, and they even made a reference to that, and then that's when I had to go far. <laughs> that's that when I had to exist. So I like, that's not good. That's not cute. Uh, and then, how to get away with murder. I really liked how to get away with murder. I liked it. <laughs> and can I say this? It was probably Viola. Yeah, was Viola carried, 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 carried. And she was acting, acting. Like, when she got her image, it's like, you fucking deserve this. Because when Annalise had her wig off. And it was crying was at stressed, that makeup table. That was, was right. everything. I was like, I'm for you, sis. That was everything. Yeah, no, she killed it. And that okay, meme and gif where she picks up her purse is still iconic all these years it's, later. <laughs> it's because it's the most, at, like, I'm just going to yeah. I'm just going to take my things and go. <laughs> I love my so like I will say I did Grey's Anatomy. I can see why people liked it when it first came out. It was good. And Miss Sandra O, Miss Sandra O can yeah, fucking she act. can act. Sandra O eats everything she does. Eats, she eats. She's good. Like y'all need to do yourself a favor and watch Killing Eve. It will be it will be easily the most the the best thing you could ever do for yourself. It's so I love good. Sandra O. Yeah, I I never got into Grey's Anatomy just because it's too much of a commitment. There's like forty seven <laughs> seasons. Like, how long is it gonna go? Forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I just think that time pieces they're dated and and I I think I think it's a double edged sword because part of me is like, well, what does that give you the aspect of a story to tell when a lot of our stories exist in the past? And then I would want to say, be creative. Like, yeah figure it's fuck out also i have to say like why do we have to have everything set in the past anyway like why is that so interesting i don't know what are your thoughts on lovecraft country because apparently people were like this is bad because it's so dark and i liked it i didn't watch it <laughs> whoa i just skipped it i think it didn't it seemed like it was going to be too much for me to have to try to understand <laughs> like outside looking it was in. very much it's kind of like Westworld. Yeah. yeah it's, it's it's a lot to understand, but once you get it, you okay. get it. The girls that get it, get it, and the girls that don't, don't. But I, I think you should watch it because, what's that? I, the actor, he passed away, Michael. Oh, yeah. I he was in The Wire. Michael. Oh, my God. They're talking about fucking Michael Myers. Like, I don't care about that. <laughs> um, sorry. You're good. Michael Kenneth Williams. Yeah. Michael K. Williams. That's what it was. Um, he passed away, but I think he said he entered into a deep depression after he did this show because they didn't have, like, grief counselors. Like, Damn. Like, people to help you understand, like, help manage your feelings about being black, basically. Oof. And, like, racial trauma. And, um, and it's really dark. Like, they have a whole episode where they go back in time and like live through the, like go through a night in the of the Tulsa riots. Oh my god. It looks very so <laughs> it gets very heavy. It's very dark. Heavy. 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 You got so heavy, baby. So heavy. Like yay. yay. Like pretty much. <laughs> that was a dream girls reference. But, <laughs> now like I, now that we've explained the importance of dream girls, now I can sing my dream girl yep. songs because people know. Anyways, yeah, no, girl, it was really dark, but I thought that Jesse, um, 
listening journey oh god just rewatched the great debaters too i have a dumb question is journey smollett related to jesse smollett yes that's literally her fucking i thought that and i was kind of like damn it's kind of amazing that she's just on the come up when her brother fell so far like i like think that's kind of cool i guess no, that's actually good because I'm like, if my brother did some dumb shit like that, I'm like I don't really want to go down. Yeah, like, that's crazy to me because I feel like I hear I hear her name all the time now, and I've always been like, wait a second, like, whoa. But she she could act her ass off, like she'd be acting. good. Like, did you watch the Great Debaters? No. <gasps> Were they great at debating? The, the greatest <laughs> debaters. Stupid. <laughs> The bitch is with Denzel Washington, Forrest Whitaker. Oh wow! Okay, so we have like many a people stacked. Yeah, right. stacked. <laughs> Just journey. Um, it, it's really good though. It's about this debate. Oh my gosh! Team, I think like, I did going... watch this literally years ago. Years ago. Yeah, I, I, I rewatched it, and it's pretty. St- it's still pretty good. She like, was. I, it she was the girl in that. That's crazy. So she's been here. The, that's what I'm saying. She be acting. And she was also in Roll Balance. Roll oh Balance. Did you watch Roll yes. Balance? Yes. Wait a second, uh, Journey Smollett. Skate. Yeah, she's she's a queen. Oh, she was also in The Birds of Prey. Wow. Okay. So she's been here. Wait, she was a guest star on Full House? I have to look into this. As a little kid, yeah, she wow. was. And uh, Taj Mowry. Yeah, I remember him. I'm being on it. Why yeah. don't I remember her? I guess they were siblings. This is probably just not just us googling. <laughs> she must have been on Sophia the First at some point. <laughs> yeah, she could act. So okay, well, good for her. I'm glad she didn't have to take the fall. Yeah, she was kind of there for. I think her brother only did Empire, so that's not really a flex. No, not um, a flex. But it was a flex the first season because it was so popular. But I didn't love it. I never watched one episode, and I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> It was real weird. I mean, like... <laughs> What's the name of the Lee Daniels? Fuck Lee Daniels. Yeah, he made the butler, so... How do you feel about the butler? I, I don't understand why Mariah Carey was in it. That's what that I That was do. really weird, because even at, like, eight years old, or was, however was old I was when I saw that... Was or a house she was a house she, I think she was... Her husband, I think, was definitely field. I think she was house, but, like... Oh, and then she was raped by Right, this. she was raped. Like, that's, like, the opening scene is, like, like just Mariah Carey being raped. It was, like, wild to see Mariah Carey at, like, 10 years old. I was like, why is she here? <laughs> that part. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know how I feel about the butler. The butler... I don't like I it. mean, the fact that that's it's, like, made up is bad. Oh, it's not even a real story? Oh, girl, that was... Yes, it's not real. And, I mean, they, that was the scandal of all scandals because it was, like, based on true events. And then, like, people looked if into you're only it gonna and tell it was, us, like, If you're going to oh, tell a slave story, real. you need to tell a real story. Like, the help. Is the help no. real? Oh, my God. <laughs> we have to this is awful. Real. This is, I'm just crashing Leah's dreams today. Um... So you just got bitches creating slave stories That's to tell. That's what I'm saying. Of white, okay, of white people saving black people. Because here's the thing. Because I, I thought it was real. And then it really, like, when I looked into it, it wasn't that real. Like, hold on. I'm, I'm doing more research now. Keep going. And then we'll come back to this. <laughs> Whatever. That's also really problematic. Was 12 years of slave real? I think that's real. Okay, you know great. Brad Pitt so only like... makes things that are real. <laughs> 
Can I ask you another question? Do you think Django is good? I don't think Django is good. Um, I think it's an interesting watch, but I don't know that it's good. And what bothers me is like, this is a white man writing a story and he's up in here writing nigger this, nigger that, and telling a story of like black people pl- plotting revenge on, sl- I don't know, like, I mean, I guess it's Quentin Tarantino and art is supposed to break boundaries, but I'm like, yeah, and sometimes when art breaks boundaries, it crosses lines. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm looking at the butler. There was a real person. I believe the butler's not real. Like, let's move on. I know that Lee Daniels is not telling a real story. There's a real guy, and it's, like, kind of real, but it's also loosely based on. So make of that what you will. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I think 12 Years a Slave is real. It's important to me that 12 Years a Slave is real, because I did like that movie. If 12 Years a Slave is not real, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be really hurt. Because I'm like, like, that movie's awful. Like, watching... Yeah, no. I'm not here for... I don't like slave movies at okay, all. Okay, so I'm, I'm That sorry. was real. That was real. 12 Years of Slave was real. And yeah, slave movies suck. I'm tired of them. Don't make them anymore. Thank you. I mean, unless... God, I don't know. No. No, there is no unless. Unless you actually do Harriet Tubman's story correctly. Yeah. Because I don't I don't think that Cynthia Revo should have I don't think so either. Harriet Tubman. Again, as a musical theater nerd, she should not have played that part. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> don't care how good she can okay. sing. I... It's not. Now we're going to get into love. Do you watch Love Island UK season five? Yes. Okay. So basically this show is, was a recommendation from a friend. It's a hot ass mess. There are really 50 episodes, 50 episodes. Truly. Finally got made it to 30 and I tapped the fuck out. Um, because I had already seen what I need to see with Yuande. That really upset me. Yeah. So I was like, I don't need to watch this show anymore. So on season five, the demographic of the show of people of color, it's two black men, two black women, one, one, two black men, one is darker skinned, one is lighter skinned. Then two black women, one is darker skinned, one is lighter skinned. And then one Iranian woman, although she identifies as Persian. Which, yeah. That, that's Iranian, correct? Right, okay. I think that's, so. Right? Although I think there's that's a lot of... That's what I learned from Asian Intimate things about Persian stuff that I don't know about. But yeah, I think that Iranian and Basically Persian she, aligned. In class, she talked about how people say Persian in a way to... Yeah, to like... Not say that from the... Not be that, that they're, they're Iranian. Iranian. Right. Anyways, th- that's that's what it is. Yeah, it okay. is what it is. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Like, I'm just here to tell the story. Like, I'm not, I don't want to be wrong. I don't, I don't want to be rude, but whatever. So there are really three themes of hot messery in the first 30 episodes. Really in the first two. Yeah. Okay. So the black people are always chosen last always. or picked as the last option. Like, and so how they do it is cu- like coupling. So the, like the, the girls are staying in line. They pick who they want to couple All in bathing suits. It's very objectifying. It's not cute. Right. But the black people are always picked last, both the black men and the black women, because the white girls are like, oh, I want somebody who has like that surfer look. Yeah, you know, and if they pick language. a black person, it's kind of weird. Like, you kind of look at them sideways. It's that <laughs> common. Like, it's that common from the right. pick white people. So the black people pick the black yeah. people, essentially. So it's like, it's already segregated as fuck. Um, particularly in, that, in this season, the black women are kind of treated like the outsiders because they don't fit in with the majority of the house. So it's, it's pretty much like when you're in an all-white space or a space that w- in, you're a black person, you go into that space and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and then the black, women, the black men and the white women dog the fuck out of the black women. Like, and we're going to talk about how. So, Yuande, which, follow her on Instagram. Her name is Yuande Biala. She mm-hmm. needs all the support. She is an Irish scientist. Like, this bitch be up in the... She's le- a she genius. Works at, she was working with Pfizer. Like, she's smart. And she was, like, 19 when she won the yeah. show. 
now she's writing a book but she was Niger- she's a nigerian woman who was born and grew up in dublin um and she majored in biology um and she was like just dog the fuck out yeah. on the show like the entire time like um Sorry, I had a brain fart. Like, so she had this thing with this guy. Uh, what was his name? Danny. 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 She had this thing with this guy named Danny, and he's he when he when he talked to her, he was like, "Oh, I like your smile. Like you have beautiful teeth. Like what the fuck? Yeah, weird." But when he saw the white girls, he was like, "Oh, like she's hot. Like you know, m- making sure to compliment her physical attributes as well, not that just she just has a nice smile and a nice sense of humor." <sighs> It's really bad, guys. Do you Not remember good. anything from the show? I just remember that it was... I, I remember barely being able to watch it because it just was uncomfortable. And you could just see... It's it's also a weird show because it has the same vibe as, like, a big brother where you're following 24 hours a day. So it's... You're following both, like, the whole, like, week where they have to pick and recouple and all of that, like, a bachelor vibe, but it also has big brother tendencies where you're watching right, so you have no time da- off. yeah you have no time off you're watching daily and there's challenges involved so it's just like a weird combination it's very british reality tv and oh. because of that like there is no second to breathe for these people so like you can really see people mentally deteriorate and it's awful so like one of the white girls her name was lucy and she kind of bullied you one day because she would purposely not say her name right like she would call her why like she renamed her because she couldn't say you are yeah. because it was too difficult. And what and it's really not that no, difficult, it's not. bitch. And this is a quote from Yuande where she said, I corrected her multiple times. She said, You're gonna get my name right. She kept pronouncing her name wrong. She goes, Yeah, whatever, you know what I mean. Um, and she said, I remember one of the producers put their arms around me. And then she said, in addition to that, she said, being black on TV means not raising your voice, not being too defensive, because you don't want um, to create the narrative of being an angry black woman or being a bully. Yep. And basically, the white girl called her a bully because she got mad because she said, "Stop fucking yeah, say my name wrong. <laughs> That's not my name. That's not my yep. name." Like she said that. Um, and also like she like what she said on the show that really broke my heart. And I was like, "That's why you need to stop putting black people on these shows." She goes, "I just want someone to love me for me." Like she was really crying because Danny dogged her, and Danny lied to her because he's like, "Oh, I want you, I want you." But then he was like hanging out with the white girl Ella Arabella, telling her like, "I don't, you're my match. I'm not messing with you, one day." And then her whole house amped her. And then this is the part that they called you one day frigid because she didn't show affection on a national TV show in the way that everybody yeah. else did because they felt comfortable doing so. And they shamed her and was like, oh, you need to, like, show your intentions, like, and so show it in a way that makes sense. And that just goes to, like, to sh- like show how black women, we're frigid, we don't open up as much. I'm like, what if she does have problems opening up? Like, this is just because y'all feel more comfortable as white people to come to the space and be truly your authentic self on television doesn't mean that everybody No, and is. also, like, bear in mind that when white people do that, usually on dating reality TV shows, it's very much, like, a big moment in an episode it's a turning point when they do open up and it's treated as like oh my gosh this is so amazing that this person's finally brave enough to be vulnerable like you know it's just like it's treated very differently than just like labeling right. someone as cold and the only people that had Yawande's black were amber the other black girl and um what's the girl's name i can't remember her name the Iranian anna yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. anna and amber they were the, kind of the only ones who had Yawande's back it was really sad. And understood where she was coming from. Right. 
it made me really sad. And then, like, like even said that Amber was like sassy because she had an attitude, but what she was really doing was establishing boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and she ultimately got sent home, and she cried when she got sent home. Um, and she said, why can't someone just want me? And it was bad. Like, I just felt like you shouldn't put black people on the show if this is how they're going to get treated. Yeah. And now let's go to The Bachelor. Oof. Wow. Okay, so we're going to talk about season 24 with Matt James. Um, okay. <laughs> this is major <laughs> drama. Let's preface... Let's preface The Bachelor. So I, I, I've only watched one season of The Bachelor, and it was Colton, and I knew he was gay. Like, no shit. My mom said out, that like, from day one, and I was always like, Mom, like, you can't say that. You don't know if he's gay. And she texted me so quick, y'all, about a year ago when they <laughs> came out that he was gay. She was like, girl, I told you this in Hannah's season. And I was like, okay, Mom, you're kind of right. Um, yeah, like, I kind of, yeah. yeah I wasn't so, I, let's just say I wasn't surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he but, did, in hindsight, there were lots of vibes that were kind of weird. Um... So the cut came out with this article, this quote, and I think that this prefaces The Bachelor pretty aptly. The Bachelor, since its 2002 de- debut, The Bachelor has been a show about white people finding love. It was never meant to be revolutionary. Instead, it's a well-produced, better-vetted take on the modern-day reality show. And it works. White people like to watch other white people fall in love, especially in a universe that doesn't make them face anything messier, like sexism or racism, or the discrimination inherent in a world where everyone is happy, rich, skinny, and white. For better or worse, The Bachelor has perfected the utopia for the sort of white person who might ask, why can't we all just get along? The messaging, which was once unspoken, has become louder in recent years as the franchise attempts to face its race problem. Yeah, pretty accurate. As someone who, like, watches it, it's pretty accurate. The the Bachelor, it's similar to Love Island in that they usually, I would say since, like, 2016. Okay, well, yeah, it kind of all started. The reason why we even have this problem in the first place is because... There was a season where a black woman named Rachel Lindsay, she made it to the final two and like, like, which is like, she almost won and then she lost. And then they let her be the first black bachelorette because it was a big deal when she lost and people felt attached to her because she had been on the previous seasons. Like there was this sense that it would be really great if she could be the bachelorette. So she was the first one to like break the race category. And it was bad because right out of the gate, they have, and I, I'll be honest, like, I don't know what goes into picking the cast necessarily. I think that. What, se- what first season was Rachel? I think she would have been. Lindsay, 16? Yeah, I think she was Nick Vile, I want to say. I think that was her. Was she 16? I think it was season 16, but I don't know for sure. I'm going to check. Because, because, so she, and she was really a great bachelorette. She handled it the best way she could. But, I mean, it was just weird from day one. Like, they definitely oh, no, had... season 16 is Taysha. Yeah, Taysha, Taysha. Oh, she wasn't as good as Rachel. But I love Taysha. No shade. But <laughs> but Rachel came in, like, really knowing that she was, like, a darker-skinned black woman. And she ca- and she talked about it a lot and was very aware. And, like, I'm just going to say it. Like, black women usually are a bit more aware of their racial positionality than black men are in certain contexts. Because... Because black men, even if you are darker skin, that's a, that's a fetish to someone regardless. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit more okay than it would be to be a black woman and be dark skin. Yeah. So Rachel, like, really went in knowing that that was going to be a part of her season. She didn't shy away from it and, like, still hasn't shied away from it. She's always talked about it. She was really open about experiencing racism when people were watching the show. And she's really, like, right. dived into that the whole way through. She 
She's so beautiful. She's gorgeous and she's really nice. And she just wrote a book, everyone. Shameless plug. Go follow her. She's awesome. And people are really weird and rude to her even still because she didn't want to quit her job to move where her fiance lives. So she like, I guess now husband, but like a woman with boundaries. A woman with boundaries because she's literally a lawyer and she had dreams. She was shifting from law to working at ESPN. Now she like has a talk show and she works on red carpet. She's iconic. And she just didn't want to move from her job to live with Brian. So you know what? Everyone leave her alone. But the point is she was like their first, like they dipped their toe into it. And then they pretty immediately switched back to doing white people. And then we have like the summer of, but that's rude because she seems like the only one to find love because really the bachelor statistics are They're awful. awful. Like, there are only a handful of relationships who've made it past and the show. I, and her season was really compelling and it was really good and it was amazing because she didn't settle and she got a lot of hate for it. But there was this, her two choices were Brian and Peter and people really liked Peter because the producers made us like Peter. And then at the end of the day, though, he decided he didn't want to get engaged at the end, which is dumb because the whole point of the show is to get engaged. And she wanted to leave engaged. And instead of just picking him and settling for, like, dating more, she said, no, girl, I got to go, and left his ass and went with Brian. Um, I think they want you to pick the wrong person on purpose because then they can just mine that relationship. Exactly. Because, like, a lot of the the bachelorette couples or bachelor couples, they end up on, like, these reality therapy shows. Problematic. problematic problematic in the- or marriage boot or end marriage, marriage boot, camp. boot camp so so it's which if you're if you're on marriage boot camp on we tv yeah honestly if you if you <laughs> are if you go to marriage boot camp like you should just get divorced like if that's like what you're gonna do it was just better to leave it as it was it's not the place to actually get marital counseling <laughs> oh my god and I'm just thinking back to how bad marriage boot camp is and I still be watching that it's chaotic it's so chaotic it's it has the same energy as bright villas <laughs> And I mean that in the best and worst I ways. Love I love recent bridezillas. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the lowest denominator it of reality is. television. Like that 90 Day Fiance yeah. marriage boot camp. These are That's like how, the, this, the lowest these are you like can the go. catfish of reality TV. Like they're like bottom feeders. Bitch, I just watch. I still watch Catfish, and I just watched an episode, and girl this one was like bad and <laughs> i've watched every season of catfish ever and this one and i had just recently watched a documentary about romance scams and how a lot of them are like in nigeria or africa and it's like actually their job like they will scam bitches for money and they like it's a team yeah. anyways and it was one of the romance scammers <gasps> and he scammed the fuck out of this guy and he was like i'm not gonna get anybody because like i'm unattractive and i just got oh, scammed no. and then so they got into the guy on the call with the guy and the guy was like you know he's he has a girlfriend that he wants to marry and everything and so then the adam is the one who got catfish he was like well you can have my like after their conversation like, you can have my ring because he bought the girl a ring but she's not real. Oh my him. god! He's like, oh, you, he's like, you can, you, I'll send you my ring, and you can give it to your girlfriend. And I was like, that's so nice. That's like, so nice. I would never, never I would be life. taking that money because he's like, I, he's like, I only get nine hundred dollars a month, and I was like, I would be taking that ring back to the fucking pawn shop and getting. My I money would back. not be giving a ring away to someone who scared me like but that. But he gave it away, that's anyways. Crazy. Yeah, catfish is bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Rachel saw the Bachelor, the Bachelorette. Like they basically wiped the floor away. Uh, and they just started with someone different. They, they did Ari, which was like, that season was a waste of everyone's time. So we're just skipping that over. And like, it was basically three years past. And then we had the summer of Black Lives Matter in 2020. And because it was, was 2020. That yeah. Because it was 2020, they had to take a year off Stop. anyway. Before we jump into math, oh, Matt. James, which is season 24, oh. 
we're going to get to a diversity count. So I actually went to the Bachelorette cast photos and I counted the visible people of color because I I needed to know. Um, So in Matt's 20, oh, he's 25. So there were 14 visible women of color. Seven black women. Yeah. And of of those seven black women, only one was dark skinned. But there was drama with Matt to begin with. And and out of all of those people, he chose a because, white woman named okay. Rachel. Kurt Connor. Well, we'll get there. Because here's, <laughs> here's, there's drama with Matt from day one, y'all. Because here's the thing. So the, the, the season before Matt's season was this woman named Claire. And they picked Claire, like, kind of out of nowhere. And Claire, she had been on this franchise a long, long, long time ago. And they picked her because the big critique before her season was that the, sh- the show was getting too young. You were having people that were like 23 to 26 be on it. And, and not it's serious. just like not serious. And it's really just people that want to get an Instagram sponsorship. Like it's not people that actually genuinely want to get married. So that was what people were saying. So they were like, okay, we'll pick this older woman. Can I, who cares this much? Like why is this show still around? I don't know why or how. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so, so they picked Claire. And when I say Claire's season was bad, I can't even expressed to everyone how bad it was but the but but before claire got started they had a dry run with claire because the pandemic hit so right before the pandemic started they picked her cast and matt james was picked to be in her cast of men like of the people that she was going to pick from and they picked him because his best friend tyler cameron was in the final two for hannah who was the season before so hannah was a white woman and tyler is very white and he's hot in like a white way, like he's Tyler's not, cute yeah, he's though. Cute. Like, I'm sorry, cute. like, like as someone you know way. me, like people know me, you know my opinions. But I think Tyler is yeah, cute. Tyler's cute. And so he was, he was. Um, people really liked him, and a lot of people were like, "Oh man, girl, you picked the wrong one." And Matt and him got famous because they're roommates, and so they would post on Instagram all the time. And that's basically how Matt got. So they in. picked him out of nowhere. No, 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 no. So this is why it's drama because he was going to be on her season of people she could have picked from. And then the right. pandemic hit and they had to stop production. And while they were stopping production, all this stuff happened with Black Lives Matter. And then the Bachelor franchise so of like, fans. So like, oh, I'm give it to this. Yeah, the, the Bachelor franchise of fans was like, oh my gosh, like we need to have a Black Bachelor. We need to have a Black Bachelor. They picked out of nowhere, even though there had been Black men on the franchise before that people did like he and respect. Unaffiliated. He was unaffiliated. unaffiliated. And they just grabbed him because Tyler. And they picked him here. They were like, he's going to be the first Black Bachelor. So he no longer entered Claire's season, and instead Claire picked this other black guy named Dale, and that was real weird because there's lots of evidence that they had talked before the show aired. So she picked him, like, week one, and they were, like, making out, like, on day two. And basically all the guys kicked Claire out of the house and were like, just go live with Dale. So she left early with Dale, and that's why Taysha became The Bachelorette, the second black woman. What a disaster. A disaster. Okay. So then that's like that's like the climate of The Bachelor that like Matt enters into and Matt was not ready. <laughs> he was not so ready. So some fun facts about Matt. He was born in North Carolina. He has a Nigerian father and a white mother. And his Nigerian father is although not in the picture. He's uh although he, kind of a dead He beat. identifies as black. <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I'm trying not be biased. You just go fucking put that in anyway. It is true. I'm just saying. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna give some shade to the Bachelor producers even more than we already have because they did a really effed up thing where like 
the whole time Matt would talk about how awful his dad was to him and how much like he resented his dad and like feels like he has trouble emotionally opening it because of his dad and they like one episode just surprised him with his dad visiting and his dad just being like hey Matt and Matt had like a full mental breakdown it was horrible to watch I was like oh my god this poor guy and he just had to look at his dad and be like I don't like you and it was really like horrible <laughs> Any- you see how they do black you see, people. That's what I'm you, saying, you, you guys. Like, they do that's black what I'm people. saying. Like, they traumatize his That would have me like, quit a show. A if I said a, a parent has traumatized me and you bring him to my face, <laughs> I would quit the show. I'd be like, I'm done with you. Fuck you. Anyways, he attended a PWI. He also played on the football team. And I did note his, roommate are, his roommates are very white, and he's in a lot of white spaces. Yeah. His roommates are okay. frat boy. Like Tyler, even though Tyler's yeah, even cute, though Tyler's hot, guys, we just have to acknowledge though that Tyler definitely looks like he probably played lacrosse and like <laughs> did some horrible things in his past. Anyway, like they look like they probably threw like a blackface party. Yeah, or some like black like or like a Cinco de Mayo, like stupid ass type of thing. Yeah, super offensive. Yes. Um. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So ultimately, we're not going to get into the minutia of the season. It really doesn't matter. Anyways, out of we listed his diversity stats for the season. He picked a white girl named Rachel Kirkconnell. So what's the tea with Miss Rachel I Kirkconnell? I think she would um, say, and this is funny to me. I have the tea. She would say she's like some form of Latinx. I think. Oh. Which is well, the last name like Kirkconnell. That's kind of what I'm making a, not a joke about, but a little bit of a joke. Wow. That's like, but that's kind of like when Latinx people are like, "Oh, I'm." That's black. what I'm saying. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. It might not be true, but I feel like I wouldn't make that up, and I think I remember. Let, let me just tell you why. She yeah, is yeah. Her her expert. father's from Honduras. So her she... father's from Honduras, but her mom's white. Anyway, okay, great. Anyway, <laughs> it honestly, makes it worse. <laughs> right. Anyways, if that makes it, uh, I, we're not getting to that. So she liked a Confederate flag-related TikTok videos, and she also attended an ed- antebellum-themed frat party in 2018. On a plantation. Now, knows what On a plantation. antebellum is, that is slave enslavement period, time periods. Yeah. On a plantation, dressed as and a slave And what's owner. really bad about this, everyone, is that it's not like this happened before they, like what happened was 2018 the, this, this, Obama was president yeah, this, this happened twice. not that long ago like in 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 the timeline of life like you could argue that she was young but it was not that long ago it's not like this is like from 2005 and now it's 2021 and like people are nitpicking that's not what happened it was like very recent and it caused a drama a stir because the fans found it it wasn't like <laughs> she told, she told anybody. It was like people all <laughs> of a sudden were like, Rachel, is this you? That, what kills me about people going on TV is like people are going to research you. They're going to figure out your dirty secrets. We'll so you. why would you want to go on TV and make your life worse? Why, yeah, why would you do that? And Because people are actually rewarded for racist behavior. So nothing, she knows like, the like the consequences aren't going to be that bad. Like it's no, not going to damage her. It, like she's not going to lose any opportunities. It's so bad. So, so she, so the people found this, right? And immediately, like this is trending on Twitter immediately because it's, it's a big deal. Like it's like someone on the, on the first black bachelor's show, like this person who did a racist thing but he picked her like he picked her. that's where i'm looking at okay, him sideways because here's the thing, here's the thing. and this was why it was so much drama because this happens like while the show's airing so this is all pre-filmed so he and they don't have access to phones or technology or anything so he has no ability right. to research her outside so outside but once he finds what, out so that's, he still so dates that's what her happened. 
So, so it's like he, so as he's filming, he doesn't know and we're watching and now we know. And so what happened was Rachel Lindsay first black bachelorette, she comes out immediately and she's like, this is awful. This is bad. Like the fact that the bachelor, like producers wouldn't know this and research this and scrap her from his season. And Rachel Lindsay is like a host. She's a commentator she's on bachelor. She's amazing. So like, she's talking about this, but then Chris Harrison, yes. the host at the same time is like, it's not that and big of a like deal. He says, it's just the woke Rachel police Lindsay on the low key, like says like, Oh, she's yeah. And then, and it's, he's, he called for compassion for this white girl for going to antebellum yep. party and he excused the party and she he said it's a product of a different time. And like never called for compassion for Rachel Lindsay when people were being racist to her during right. her season. So this is where like we see Chris Harrison who's been the host of the show for forever. Like he starts going and down. Rachel Lindsay asked, she said, does the Bachelor franchise have any responsibility to address serious issues like racism? And he said yep. no. So bad, bad, bad. So he lost, he basically lost his quote unquote job. He got kicked off the air. He's gone. We'd be done. (laughs) He's out. And so then Matt had to address it. And like, and, but you guys like, like, what's also crazy about this is that the season's airing. So no one can really say anything about the results of the season. Like we're all playing like tic-tac-toe because no one, we're not supposed to know if he picked her yet. But if you read any spoilers, you know, he picked her. So no one really knows what's going to be happening here. He tweets about how like, it's really unfortunate and yet like a basically a know nothing statement that basically says he's really upset and disappointed but again he can't reveal like the nature of their personal relationship at the time because the finale hasn't aired so the finale airs he picks her we have to have this big ass dramatic tell-all event where she has to get called out in front of him and it's really uncomfortable and they had to have like a black man not like a black calling basically it was, it was so weird it was and it was just really awkward because no one it's like a public it lashing was, it was really it's basically <laughs> the effect of like putting someone in timeout it's like a and like everyone having to read impact statements like it was really uncomfortable and he they he alluded to that they were broken up at that point but um, like a month later, they're already back together, and he's still with her. And Matt, that makes me sad for you. That is not good. That makes you sad. That makes me sad. I know. I don't want him to be with them because it's also like Matt. Do you not think? I he- actually don't give a fuck. Like if that's who you want to be with, it's just very telling. It is telling. It's telling. Like that's who you choose at the end. It's of the not day. good. So. The point is that the Bachelor's problematic when you try to have a bunch of different people of different races involved. But because I think why ultimately why all these shows are really problematic is because we haven't as a uh, as a globe dealt with every anti-black right. action that has harmed black people. So we're like, okay, we're gonna just gonna have black people on the show and see how it goes. When dating itself is very racist, like there's yeah. so many isms that exist within. There's so many isms that exist with every facet of life, and there's so many isms that like exist in dating anything that we do. So it just doesn't make Does any not. sense that we're about to have all these different races and we haven't addressed how all these people have been harmed, the power structures that exist right. and that are in place. And on top of that, all the the racers that are like, or all the viewers that are racist, right. like these viewers are racist. They'll go on Twitter and say the craziest they really things. Will. They don't give a fuck. They don't. Like, it's and bad. And also I'm going to call out bachelorettes because they continue to do Asian men dirty every year. Every year there's like one hot Asian dude that and gets like fired that. the first night and it's a But because it's because people like people um unconsciously or consciously like I don't know what's going on yeah, with people's exactly. fucked up minds. They think that Asian men are somehow not masculine yeah, enough. They're not horrible. man enough. So horrible. they're like they're 
fucking with how other people view their masculinity, particularly Asian people, and they're basing on their race, just how they view black people as virile and sexual. You're placing all these sexual stereotypes based on race, and it's weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. So it's not right. Not, you know who taught me that? No, who? James. <laughs> Oh, that's really good. <laughs> that's a really good reference. If you know, you know. Right. Yeah, no, it's bad. Um, and I hope they just take the bachelor off air. I think we're actually pretty close to that. I, I, I don't know how much longer it can go because it just continues to disappoint. They also had a, they just had okay. another black girl have a season and... Oh, Tasha? No, a different one. What was her name? I really liked her when she was on. I don't know her name. Because I didn't watch her season because I started watching it and it made me uncomfortable. So I had to stop. Why did it make you uncomfortable? Because I just, I, she's very cute. and re- Michelle, that was her name. She's really sweet and really nice. And I actually, oh, she's a big deal because she picked a black man. And it's the first time ever that there's a, a black couple. That. So I'm going to actually finish watching it because she's really, and she was great on her season. Oh, she's now you're going to finish watching it? Yeah, because I forgot. I forgot that that was how it ended. That makes me happy. But yeah, that was who she picked. It was a black guy and it was a big deal. But she's really sweet and really kind. But they had a weird thing where it was like she was, she's a teacher, which I feel like should have been the focus, but they kept trying to make the focus that she used to play basketball and really liked basketball. And that was weird to me. That's weird as yeah, fuck. I didn't like it. Ultimately, I think we're not even done because we're about to get into the yeah, world of Bravo. And the world is, of Bravo, I hope you guys, like, like that's... God's gotten yourselves a cocktail and, like, we're sitting there. I know, I, <laughs> at this point, after I say what I'm about to say, we're going to take a break and we're going to give you some time to recoup because, like, Haley's the only person who go toe to toe in Bravo with me. I've watched almost every, except Shasta Sunset, but that's neither here nor there. Anyways, but we're going to get into Bravo. But what I wanted to say before we hop into Bravo, because I feel like this will help set us up, I think that when you plop white black people on white shows and white spaces like they're required to educate their peers because their peers nine times out of ten will say something that's problematic or hurtful harmful and then it's it's exhausting for that person you see that real time and then it's exhausting for the viewer because as a black person i'm not going to go watch racism in my free time sorry i experienced that i could just walk outside and experience that why would i sit on my couch in my my free time and watch someone be racist not me not Not today and, and white people, they always walk away unscathed when they do something that's racist or harmful towards black people. There are virtually no consequences for being None. racist, if anything. Bitches want to be canceled so people, they can enrage black people because um, that just gets them popular. And, and ultimately, people like doing what black, makes black people uncomfortable. And that's tea. <laughs> that's true, though. Um, do you have any final thoughts? No, I feel like we should, like, end this thing on a high and do the Bravo moments. Wait, I just want to make sure. Because it's not in order. And I can't. I've lost my No, we went rogue. I have your notes. I'm looking at them. We did Gossip Girl. It's the one. Oh, here we go. And ultimately, I... Yeah, I, I just think in conjunction with what we're going through with these anti-education laws and banning books and banning curriculum and allowing parents to dictate what their children learn, in conjunction to thinking that we can slap a Band-Aid on a dam that's about to explode because we're not talking about the the it's not even an elephant we're talking about slavery enslavement the murder of indigenous people the abuse of latinx people and asian people and 
the continual and forever harm of black people we're not addressing that and then we're like oh we'll just put you on a tv show or we'll give you this little iota of representation and you have the haters like gina rodriguez in the corner talking about well black people got this why can't let the next people get this and <laughs> it's just a mess and it's not working no. and we're dictating what our kids can learn so that they won't be able to understand these complex ideas and just spew dumbass rhetoric that exists in no reality but racism and white supremacy yeah and i resent all of this a lot because it also makes it seem like you're doing anti-racist work and it's not that at all so it's like you're co-opting the language of trying to end depression work is reparations yeah period and giving back the land so it's just it's just (laughs) fake news for you to act like it's it's just Let's be honest and real for a second, like, because I and I'm the first person to say that representation matters. But like, there's a, definitely a difference between like high quality representation. Again, let's let's and low hanging spotlight fruit. Abbott Elementary because they're doing the work and they're doing a great job. Right, like stuff like that. Go Queen Quinta Brunson. Right, right. Brunson, you do your thing. There's there that is way different than just like let's slap one black girl on Real Housewives of New York, for example. <laughs> there was. There's something that just like literally came to my mind. What, can you go repeat back what you said? Um, I just <laughs> <laughs> like there's just a difference between doing anti-racism work, which is reparation. I caught on. I caught on. Yeah, I caught on. This is what I want to say. I think this goes to part of this new mental health movement and like, or this self-help movement and all of this, let's do the work things. Okay, like, bitches need to stop using the word gaslighting. Bitches need to stop using the word narrative. Bitches need to stop using industrial industrial complex if you don't know how to use it. Like, these key words are intersectional. These words that scholars, people who have experienced which is a whole issue with scholarship, but that, we're not there. We're not talking about that right now. Um, all of these people who've done the, the, the history, done the work, done the research, lived the experience, taking all of their words and mislabeling them and misusing them to be like, oh, I care about you. I have so much empathy. I care about you as a person. All this, st- shut the fuck up and just say you're racist. Yeah. Like that's so, that's so informed page. I was like, in her, in her bio, she says she's an intersectional feminist, but she says she was a white cishet woman. So I was like, um, you can't use no. that word then. You don't know what you're talking about. No. But she stole the title, so you want to talk about from a whack woman. She did. Who wrote a book, so you want to she talk really about She really did steal that shit. <laughs> so that, like, I think that this whole, like, movement that we're ushering into is using words that describe very real experiences that have harmed black people, indigenous people, and people of color and uh, making it seem like bitch like or like white fragility yeah like stop yeah stop Ooh. which i almost prefer racism like i low-key almost just prefer in your face racism as opposed to this new shit we got going on where it's like you have wolves moving in sheep's clothing pretending that they're really about yeah. it and then they do something that's really racist or problematic and you're like um that's incongruent like that yeah. that's really uncomfortable because you you proclaim to be somebody else and you're really just racist right i definitely think that anyway sorry no um let's let's jump to bravo so bravo is a network that has a slew of (laughs) reality tv shows they even have BravoCon, which me and Haley are going once well i don't know we'll never be back normal but once we're allowed to be in a space where we can go to BravoCon, yeah without feeling like we're gonna die like yeah that's the move right 
I'm going to BravoCon. And it's basically all the basically reality stars come together for a Bravo convention. It's like RuPaul's Drag Race, like the RuPaul's Drag Con. Yeah. Or Drag And it's amazing. Um, But particularly, we're going to be speaking on the Housewives franchise. Um, And a little bit of, do you watch, did you ever watch Vanderpump? I've watched a few episodes of Vanderpump. I know enough about it. Anyways, you you know that Stassi and Kristen got kicked off because they're yeah, fucking racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know now she's writing a book, Talk About Off With My Head, the <laughs> definitive uh, handbook on what to do after you've been like That's canceled off the face of insane. Earth. insane. Good for her, I guess. <laughs> and she's good based on what it's, talked, like, what it's like to be called out and canceled and how to come back from that. I'm Honestly, like, seems like a Rachel Kirkenau move. Like, I'm surprised. But Rachel didn't do it. She's first. monetizing her getting kicked off a show for being racist, for calling the cops wow, on um, that's incredible. a black girl because they thought someone in the video looked like her, the friend that they knew that was black. So they called the cops on her. And it wasn't. Wow. Like, that's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> that's just one reality show. <laughs> um, but so the format of Real Housewives is middle aged women. Mm-hmm. Who get together to go on trips and get dinner with and occasional like, business ventures? Opulence. Think, think like wealth. The wealth. whole point like of the whole bedrooms. show is wealth. Like no matter which franchise you're looking at, Atlanta, Potomac, Beverly Hills, like it, all of it's supposed to be about wealth. They don't work. They're housewives. No. That's all. Yeah. Um, and they're perce- but some of them are perceived to be like wealthy because a lot of these bitches be going to bankruptcy, yeah, getting sued. We have a scamming, lot of fraud these old days. people. <laughs> Lots of fraud. Um, and they're the shows tend to be segregated. So I think about four, four plus franchises are all white franchises, and then there are two black franchises yeah. and one mixed race cast, which I think is that's crazy that we're even saying it like I that. I know, but it is what um, it is. Like. It's, it's Salt Lake City, right? That's the yeah, and Salt Lake City is also okay. the newest, so I think that's important to keep in mind. Right, but some of like the old shows, like Real Houses of Beverly Hills, that was a historically white cast for I want to say like eleven seasons yep. until recently, they decided to gentrify their cast and add the queen, Miss Garcelle Bouvet. Yes, she's an iconic, amazing, wonderful. We adore her. She was in Coming to America. I, I don't have time to list off her resume. Just know that she's that bitch. She is. And she's amazing. <laughs> she's so funny. I love her. And then in the same breath, we have Roni, which is Real Housewives of Roni. New York. And they are historically white cast with now integrating their cast in the most recent season. But with that integration, the show got canceled because it was so bad. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Like, like, you might think that that's a joke. It's not. Like, truly, truly, this show's been going on. It's like a... I, I would say a pillar of the Housewives franchise and they had to like they, they're taking a hiatus because like the season with, <laughs> with a sole person of color was so bad one person of color <laughs> but if she's a black woman yeah. and and also you know that Ebony is a she is like a conservative I was gonna say that. yeah she's a conservative so the key, everybody so bear that in that's mind. why she gave so much that's why she gave so much patience to Ramona because I'm like any I think any she, she's been on Fox on News left, to be like a pundit y'all like it's that level of conservative and some of her takes are not hot, no like. a lot of her takes aren't hot actually so anyways and so and we talked about Ramona on I think the last episode but Ramona is like she is like at Mar-a-Lago. She's yeah. like friends yeah, with Trump. Yeah, so it's really like she's deep, right. deep in there. And but and I will say also about Ramona. I think it's important to know about Ramona is she is 
old money in the sense that she's like an OG housewife who was a housewife housewife. And I do not think she has any of her own opinions. Like their opinions that she probably got from her dad that she then got from her husband. And then she just continues to listen to the podcast and news stations her husband used to watch. Like that's like, like, I don't think Ramona could explain to you at all why she is a Trump supporter, but she is a Trump supporter. It's like that deep ingrained in her soul. Okay. So first I think let's talk about Beverly Hills and kind of what happened with, when Garcelle entered the cast. And then we can also talk about Crystal too. Yeah. yeah. Cause they also, then they first integrated with a black woman and they integrated with an Asian And this woman. is like the 2019, not, not long ago at all. Right. Wow. What a time that season was so weird. <laughs> so an example of like something that was really like, and also I've been watching reality shows and what kills me is they're having really intense conversations are. that are like, you're really debating someone's right to exist or like, cause I was just watching love and hip hop family. <laughs> and one gay guy or he's bi, he's, he's like, he's bi, but he used to be just gay and he used to be really flamboyant. And there's another gay guy and the other gay guys being even more flamboyant. So then the bi guy was like, you too gay for me. And was basically like telling him you're too flamboyant when we're around straight people. You shouldn't act like that because but like basically they're having a really intense yeah. layered conversation that if you didn't know, you'd be like, oh, okay. But like, once you know, you're like, I don't know if reality TV is like the space to discuss <laughs> Exactly. This. But anyways, Crystal Minkoff, she's Asian. She was saying that stereotypes affect Southern white people too. Like, oh, that Sudden Strock was saying, like, as a white woman that, oh, I fucked up. Let me start from the beginning. Crystal Minkoff was saying that stereotypes are really bad for Asian people. And then a white woman who's from the South said, well, stereotypes really negatively affect me too because I think she's Southern and she's racist. And, you know, not real things compared to someone making uh, a – a heavy misconception about you based on yeah. race that can al- almost end up in violence. Ooh. <laughs> and then the white lady was like, I don't see color. Yeah. Which was low-key the whole theme of that season. It was like, I don't see yeah. color. And we, bitches need to stop, stop saying Stop that. saying Same. that. Because it's, it's not true. You do see color. And, I, and the other thing about when Garcelle first joined, like, that was interesting to watch as a viewer was that because it's California, because it's Beverly Hills, like, these girls do know more than I would say, like, a New York does, or even maybe even a Salt Lake City, like, about just, like, race and racism, and they definitely did not want to be called racist, and because of that, like, Garcelle had a very boring first season because nobody wanted to come at her, like, any type of way. It took, like, at least a season and a half, I would say, for her to even jump into any sort of thing. And they still got called racist. They did. Like, (laughs) the day, because what they were doing... Was yeah, because it's racist to not <laughs> confront someone about something because you don't want to be and called then, racist. When, and then when they confronted her, though, they were yeah. racist. So it's like you just proved that you can't help but be yeah. that way. Yeah. <laughs> and basically how that happened. Okay. Basically what happened was they were at a dinner. They were talking. And Kathy Hilton, Paris Hilton's mother. So, But Kathy Hilton's not a Hilton. She married into the Hilton family. Yeah, she did. Correction. Um, and she said how she was friends with Michael Jackson and she didn't see color and her and Michael talked about how they didn't see color. So I would not be wanting to get my racial theory and racial engagement from Michael I wouldn't Jackson bring up personally. Michael Jackson today. <laughs> I wouldn't bring up Michael Jackson, but then I also wouldn't want to talk to him about what does it mean to be black in America? Yeah. 
that's not the person I think I would go to. I, it's not like, either, but I, it's also like why I, I just can't believe that she brought it up. I was shocked when anyone when anyone ever brings up like Michael Jackson right now. Old like, people don't care. Old people don't care that he touched kids. I like, know they don't it's care. awful, horrible, horrible. <laughs> and Garcelle said, "I know you see me as a woman, but can you you can see me as a mother? You can see me as a friend, but if you don't see color, then you don't see me." Because it's like. It's, I think that white white, white people, they don't really have a racial identity. No. They're just seen as belonging and here in American or whatever. So you're not being able to see her color. They don't, I don't think they can see color because they, they can't imagine that somebody else like would, would be yeah, different. Yeah. We're just automatically othered. Like we, we're just automatically foreign, alien. They don't get it. So like you saying you don't see color, you, you're avoiding having that conversation with her. You're not seeing how she's affected by even your mere presence, yeah. how she exists in the world. No. It's bad. Really bad. And then Dorit, one of the other housewives, talking about, well, yeah, uh, my mother's best friend is black. Truly, my best friend is black mentality. Who thinks to say that? A weirdo. Like, if someone said that to me, I don't think that that would make me... That would make me even, like, even more standoffish. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's it's horrifying when someone says that. Um, and then in that same conversation, conversation, the direction of the discussion went off in a new direction because like Kathy was like she didn't want to ever have to sit down a four year old and point things. Oh out to them yeah, they were talking about, about um, the curriculum changing. No, they weren't. Oh, they. This wasn't even about critical right, race theory. It they wasn't. Were, it was they were just she was just theory. saying I went right. She was like. I just don't want to sit down and have a talk about this with my four-year-old because they, I don't want to point out innocent, th- my, like innocent things to them about race. And Garcelle said, you have the privilege because you don't have to, but she yeah. has to discuss yeah. with her kids what it means to be black in America. And that's, and what it is, is critical race theory. It is. <sighs> Bitch. Which they, they need to sit down and talk to their kids about racism. They do. But they don't have to. It's, it's not their experience. Like, and, and all of this, this is all what we're talking about is why you should you just stop integrating yeah you shows. should like, stop because at least with atlanta or potomac we already have the precursor of discussing race out of the way i mean yeah in potomac we're discussing colorism which that's a whole other yeah that's another podcast that's another podcast game like whoa but at least you don't have that precursor of discussing race yeah they are you know they're all black right so you can just get into the shade and the fun of it all. yeah oh and another example of all of this is dallas rehearsals of dallas so bad you guys so bad i i watched it um and and i would like this is how bad they didn't even add a black person like they, they didn't add a black person and the show still got canceled for being racist like it was it was literally an asian woman named tiffany moon who she's iconic by the by no she's problematic yeah. oh, because yeah, she's she on jenny nguyen's side and we're not even and we're not even oh my god we're not even getting to jenny nguyen we're not even getting into jenny but she is problematic she she did issue story. an apology she said she's sorry she said she wrote a know-nothing statement about it and it wasn't good that's she's why just, of, she should have never said it in the first place th- yeah and, and it was why well, i just don't know why she was keeping for her in the first place and she you know why don't say you don't know we're gonna get into jenny but don't say you don't know why Haley. when you know why 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 you want a cape oh my god tiffany i've just remembered yeah this is i'm gonna show leah what the (laughs) statement looks like (laughs) this is our it is it is and it's like (laughs) (laughs) let's just actually let's just jump into jenny when things can give you context 
So basically, we have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is the mixed race cast, and we could have thought some first it started with mary one of the black housewives she made a comment to jenny saying i like your slanted eyes that is very problematic so don't condone that even though really jenny's problematic. problematic we still have to say that that is also right. really problematic <laughs> it's bad and so i don't support that at all absolutely so mary but mary mary did apologize she said she was sorry she was very sincere about it and honestly if we're accepting white people's apologies and everybody else's apologies for harming black people then you need to extend the same grace, right? So Mary, apolog- <laughs> Mary apologized. So then one day everyone, and, and Jenny's just like kind of coming from Mary out of nowhere, like just being really aggressive. And everyone's like, where's this coming from? So then out of nowhere, someone does some sleuthing on Jenny Nguyen's Facebook. And honestly, not even that and, hard sleuthing, just Facebook calls. You know, like, no. They just went through her Facebook. And she had all these types of posts where it was like, a meme of like very if blue lives matter. Around with some some protesters just run through yep. them. She had like this video of this white person in blackface pranking somebody. Yeah, anti-black lives uh, matter, calling protesters and um, activists rioters and looters, and um, yeah, awful things. It was bad. Horrible things to it, say. It was bad. Um, and Bravo was silent at first, yeah. which Bravo is silent about any racial anything it, they just care about miming the miming yeah. the 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 moments and getting the the everything on document they don't care about the actual well-being of these no. people tiffany um, apologizes before bro <laughs> <laughs> and so jenny and keep in mind too jenny is like being really like aggressive towards mary right now in the show she even threw a glass at her she said that yeah. she threw a remote and broke her husband's ribs like she says she has anger issues and whenever she speaks with mary she has like a black center she's always bobbing and weaving her neck and she says she's like she says she's from long beach she'll take off her earrings and like bitch you're not about that life like stop playing like stop i'm not even about that life um and like she was just being really aggressive towards mary um and then now it all makes sense and then bravo fired her are you here Haley? i'm here i'm sorry there was an extra comment that she had to make on her instagram post and i was reading it because it's really interesting to me (laughs) but i was anyways that's adhd i can be here and here (laughs) right i'm like bitch are you even present (laughs) anyways um tiffany or not tiffany Jenny. Jenny got fired, and then she had her black best friend fly to Utah to come be in her Instagram live to somehow um, exonerate her from being racist. Yep. And then why Tiffany Moon is irritating, because Tiffany Moon was like, oh, I'm not going to make any judgment, blah, blah, blah. Like, no. Yeah. And the, the background with Tiffany Moon, everyone, is that she was the Asian woman who integrated Dallas, and she, they, literally the season right before they integrated her someone else did sleuthing notice the common thread here is that the the people have to do the sleuthing and not the production of the show but then also notice like you're about to go on tv yeah go have to go through and delete like everyone says when you get famous delete your old twitter and I'm trying to think that I'm, I don't know the woman who made the racist comment about Asian people right before Tiffany joined. I honestly, I don't know if it was new or old. Like I'm going to have to look that back up, but it was, it was, uh, what's her face? Brandy, who I never liked, never believed the hype. Brandy Glanville? No, no, no. It was, she's, she was from Dallas and it's, but she basically had a horrible, like racist Instagram story where she was making fun of like Asian people and kind of pretending to be a nail technician, like bottom lowest rung of form of racism towards Asian people that you could think of. And it was awful. Like she was squinting her eyes, doing a voice, like 
awful, awful, awful. And literally, like, would a month later have to confront an Asian person on the show. So crazy. Uh, and they had a major discussions about that and then the plot twist of her of tiffany's season was that everyone had their eye on brandy because she was racist and then kind of out of left field a woman named cam who just always came across as dumb kind of ramona ish and her like not having it didn't seem like she was all the way there she revealed herself to be the worst racist like one of the worst racist people i've ever seen on the show she called tiffany moon racist towards asians because tiffany moon made a tiktok about her asian mom being a tiger lady like she made a very funny tiktok about her mom and her growing up in an asian household and this white woman used that to call tiffany moon racist and called for her job to fire her as an anesthesiologist like it was calling the dallas hospital to fire her and said all of these things like on national television as if it wasn't a problem. And that's why critical race theory is necessary. Because yep. you just sound like a dumbass. You dumb sound ass. so dumb. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so dumb. Like looking an Asian woman in the eye and saying she's racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what a Jesus. Okay, we're not talking about. No. We need, to, we need to let Salt Lake City go in Dallas. We're talking about New York and Beverly Hills. Yeah, because Salt Lake, because Salt Lake City and Dallas, everyone, it's just too. It's it's honestly we can't even interrogate it. It's it's, it's just like, obviously racist. <laughs> it's just, it's very racist. Okay, so let's hop into New York. Roni is one of my Same. favorite seasons when there are no white when there are no black people because like some of the things these bitches would say awful like things. I was like this is awful and they would have to be. <laughs> They would have to. They would come for each other's necks on Roni. Like I'm talking a famous scene with Ramona on a Brooklyn bridge with Bethany Frankel. She Ramona literally said to Bethany Frankel, "Look here," and I basically said, "You're gonna die alone." Like, like that was the gist of what she said. She says, "You can't keep a man. man. You can't keep a friend. You can't keep your life together." Like that was basically what she was saying to her. Like, and that was the first season. Yeah, like this is like season one. Like (laughs) this is how they started. And then it gets worse. Like, Bethany then goes on to call a girl. So this woman named Luann oh. d- did a seps. Countess, she's a countess, yeah. but she's got divorced. Anyways, she shows up. It's my dream. She shows to up to a, a Halloween party as Diana Ross. And, like, high key in blackface. blackface. No, not in black. Not even high key. Just very much in blackface and that large-ass, uncute-ass yeah. afro. <laughs> and then goes, and then everybody at the reunion was like, Diana Ross never wore afro, bitch. Yeah. That's racist. And it was, like, it's so racist <laughs> that Ramona Singer was like, why'd she dress like that? And Ramona, as we've already said, <laughs> is racist and a trumper. <laughs> she was like, She's racist as fuck. And then she, and so, basically, Bethany ends up calling Luann all types of whores. All runs types. her out of the house calling her a whore. Saying... <laughs> Saying she slept with so many men, she's just a big fat whore. And then, but Luann wasn't helping herself. Like no. also, Luann has like a long history with alcoholism, and there were many times she, she got, got arrested, arrested and she was and charged with four felonies. So many times when the other women will like make fun of her mugshot, like in the heat of an argument, like it's like, <laughs> awful. <laughs> like we can't even express to you guys how off the rails like new york they'll like, like throw in her face that she crazy. got arrested <laughs> they throw it in her face. Okay, like you like, got arrested so yeah they literally say like shot? at least i don't have a mug shot <laughs> like and like as they're like throwing wine on each other like it's like <laughs> and then the next morning wake up and be like sorry <laughs> like i didn't mean it and like just forget <laughs> each other 
Oh my god, that's what I need. I need to rewatch this. I, I've never like, watched it. Too, it's so that. good. It's so good. That's crazy. I can't. If someone did that to me, or like one girl who's really an alcoholic, but no one says yeah. anything. Dorinda, they were at a. They were drinking at dinner and something, and then she she started getting drunk because yeah. she gets really belligerent. She gets drunk, and they go like, "Oh, she's starting." <laughs> Dorinda's like, "What did you say?" Yeah. And then when she said to Sonia, "Your vagina's like a Holland Tunnel." Yeah. People just pass through it. <laughs> it's bad. Really bad. Anyways. But it's so entertaining. It was good. <laughs> it was good when there were no black people or really just no people of color because you didn't really have to engage with these large ideas no. that you know that not only the viewers are incapable of, the cast members are incapable of. So they get Ebony K. Williams, who's this like conservative black woman, which Hey, I'm not gonna put that against. Her. I'm not I either. Mean, it is because she was trying to weird. be more open. And I often wonder, but like, she did, did she can just I be honest with you? Like she did it in a black conservative way. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna care. defend anyone for being racist, but I will defend when they said some of her events were boring because, like, a little bit. <laughs> they were boring as fuck. Like. <laughs> She okay, but the highlight of it was Black Shabbat. Yeah, Black Shabbat was a, a a day and night and a year. So <laughs> basically, her friend had the Ebony, the black girl's friend, had a foundation called Jew Belong. You heard that correctly, Jew Belong. I'm trying really <laughs> like hard you not to laugh because, and I'm not laughing at Judaism. I'm laughing at like that's an odd foundation name. Jew Belong. As in you. It's like if I was trying to make something at like a PWI and I called it like black together. Like, I don't know. Like, it's bad. Anyways. And so she invites some of her black friends to host a black Shabbat. And this black woman is discussing her experiences giving birth and how she was in so much pain and the doctors didn't believe her. They thought she was a drug addict. And they were like, they didn't want to give her any epidural because they thought she was a drug addict. And the husband was like, you like better do like you need to do this right now. She's in pain. And it's just talking about, like, the really harmful effects on giving birth as a black woman. Yeah. And then Ramona was like, well, I had a hard time giving birth, too, as a white woman. So what are you talking about? A common thread of what Ramona would say this whole season. Like, anytime Ebony or anyone would say something about racism, Ramona would have to, like, turn it back to herself. Very white fragility-esque. Then she brought up white, Ebony brought up white supremacy at one thing or whatever. And they're all like, don't use that word with me. Like, don't say that. Oh, yeah. They all freaked out. Luann freaked out. Everyone was like, I'm not a white supremacist. It was really mad. I'm like, you are, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, it was so bad. They didn't even have, a, they didn't even host a reunion. No. That's never not happened where a reunion hasn't been hosted, even with COVID. Even with COVID, they had yeah. figured out how to host reunions. But it, the reason like, why they couldn't happen is it's like, what was anyone going to say? They need to reckon with that season. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> so I have to reboot the whole franchise. They need Bethany Bethany's back. That's when it's going to be successful. It's for sure Bethany's coming back. She is because she's sad as fuck. All her actual yeah, shows Yeah, she tried canceled. to like branch she, out and the people and, said no. <laughs> and, and Bethany's whole career was built on Skinny Girl. And Bethany's racist too. But it's built on Skinny Girl. In 2022, bitch, that's not a brand. Yeah, anymore. also, it's, I tried a Skinny Girl inclusive. margarita as a joke, and it was gross. <laughs> girl, it's not a margarita. It's, not. it's like everything else. But... It was so bad. I was horrified. I was like, in what world was this popular? And then she did like Skinny Girl jeans, Skinny Girl chocolate, Skinny Girl dressing. Skinny Girl popcorn. Very like 
Kylie skin. Yeah, and Kylie. if you went in her house in like the peak of Skinny Girl, it was just only Skinny Girl products. Like her house was a walking commercial. It, she was going through a divorce for like ten years. Yeah, she was. It was really bad. I actually kind of feel bad for all of these women because I'm like, you put some of your most intimate moments out on yeah. TV to make money. Yeah, that's kind that of is sad. sad. You poured yourself out, and and each. I mean, I guess yes, you get paid for it, but I think like these reality shows have flipped the perception of like reality, yeah. like of actual reality. It's interesting because um, I was rewatching Orange County recently, which is like the original, original, like the original that there was before, and it's really interesting because you can see when the show shifted into what it is now, because like originally it wasn't even called the real housewives of orange county it was going to be called like i don't know like the fame like it was just it it was much more focused on families and it wasn't just about the women themselves it was just a different vibe and it had much more like a documentary vibe of like wow like look at these like sad people and how like effed up they are and the women didn't even really interact like it was mainly like they were shot like separately like it's like they're all shot separately and then like they just like have a reunion where they talk about their lives and it turned because this one woman named Tamara Judge, who's like now an infamous real housewife, but she basically threw shade at this other housewife because she was married to like an older man who was going through cancer and she was way younger. And like it for sure looked like she was trying to like get some money off this old man. And she went on a vacation like this one week while he was in the hospital. And she and like this woman named Tamara was like, did she go to Bass Lake? And surely like it's like the moment that Andy Cohen was like, no, this is the show. Like It's like you can see in that instant right. when Andy Cohen was like, oh, like this is absolutely what this will be. But he's kind of a he's a walking. Let's actually get into Andy. Andy. He's a walking white supremacist because like I, I want to talk about Nini because I think that he did Nini so he dirty. Did. And I get that like. People are like, well, Nini was okay with it when she was making money. She didn't care then. And now that she's out on her ass, now he's racist. And I'm like, okay, but two things could be true. Yes, you could be getting money from a racist person. And now that you're out on your luck, you could really say, you could feel really used at the end of it. And be like, this person mined my life. Because Nini, like, is iconic. You cannot say, like... I literally have a magnet of her that Haley gave me on my fridge and it's iconic and it's on my silver fucking refrigerator. I don't have a white refrigerator and it's because Nini told me that I didn't need a white refrigerator. Yeah. Cause get up. Yeah. Nini made you believe in yourself. <laughs> that I needed a silver refrigerator. Yeah. Like she's iconic to the network. She made Housewives what it was. She like did. you could say what you want, but she introduced Housewives to black people and that's your mark. It, it is. And like she made she's the original i would say like i think nini is one of the housewives every franchise has like a housewife that could stand on their own two feet and like you know exactly who you're talking about like so for right for example it's like but can i be honest with you out of even out of all those housewives that's nini what I'm is still nini the superior, is superior. That's like, she's the like, queen like, mother they all have their own individuals but there's like a very limited amount of them that like you could kind of pluck out of context and other people who don't watch bravo would know like i feel like Teresa judice is one and Nini is one. Here, I was about to say, Judice. You better say her last I name fucking right. Judice. <laughs> That's one of my favorite debates of all time is like the Judice Judice. When they like fight with each other, I'm like, it's both y'all's last name. Like, you guys gotta get together. Right. <laughs> Hot mess. Anyways, yeah, no, I will say the only two people out of my mind that could stay on their own would be Nini and Teresa. Yeah, like you just know who they are. And, um,. Andy has done Andy's done everybody so dirty and also like on their union when they were calling out Kim Zosiak for being a racist and Andy was like talk, trying to get her side of the story and go Andy she doesn't have a side of the no. story she's also racist also for faking cancer 
Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not whoa. What's my Kim, Kim is If, if you guys know what we're talking about, you please, it's so worth a YouTube to look up, a re, like, just look up Real Houses of Atlanta, Kim, Cancer. Like, just look it up. Where is your scooter? Where is your scooter? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's awful. I mean, I, you guys, it's, it's a 30-second clip where Kim Zoe claims she has cancer, and then by the end of the 30 seconds admits that she doesn't. Like, it's incredible. <laughs> she had a cancer scare. She had a cancer scare. She goes, I had cancer. <laughs> and then everyone's, like, silent. And everyone's like, oh, my God. And then he, like, asks her a second time. And she goes, no. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, Andy, if anyone had made fun of being Jewish or gay, Jenny would have been fired. Yeah. And he's always, like, no, I, not that he's wrong, because housewives are extremely homophobic. Not and that's fair to call out, but he's really quick to hop to gay people. Yeah, he is. He he's defense, and I'm like, uh, okay, that's day, great. He's a gay and all white man, like that's just what it is at the end of the day. And that's his true identity, yeah. like him and Anderson Cooper together, yeah. gay and white. Please, that's date it. You too. <laughs> you know, I kind of want them. To. I like I like Anderson. Cooper. I like Anderson Cooper I don't too. Like Andy. I don't love Andy either, I but like I know Andy. that they were like set up on a Anderson blind Cooper. date, and Anderson Cooper said no and passed. But now they like have to host New Year's Eve together, and I watched that and because Anderson Cooper knows Anderson, what's up, and Andy Cohen really tried to make out with Anderson Cooper. I'm telling you, he really wanted to do it, and Anderson Cooper really just kept moving over. Apparently, he's a cokehead, which I fully believe. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Do you know you know that comedian Z-Way? Yeah. She she got in, she in, got her inspiration for her interview st- show from Andy, because he would ask questions like, "So and so from New York yeah. thinks that you're a cheater. Yeah. What do you have to say to that?" And they actually have to defend themselves. And when you do think about that, that actually really is crazy. That is that you have to sit there and defend yourself on TV to someone to get a paycheck. Yeah. Like, that's weird. Uh, reality TV is actually very harmful. It is. And even though I do watch, I can acknowledge that. I feel really bad for these people. Yeah, I can acknowledge it, but I also watch it a lot. <laughs> I mean, I watch it, and people are like, oh, you only watch reality because you want to get off on people's downfall. And I'm like, no, I actually think these people are interesting. Yeah, I think it's compelling, and I think it's interesting, and I think it's sad. A lot of times when I watch reality TV, I'm sad. It's not like a happy thing. Like, I feel bad for it. No, it's not. And also, I really think it's an anthropological study. I do, too. Like, there I are really too. people like this in the fucking yeah. world. And it makes me really sad because I'm like, it all goes back to capitalism. If there were actually meaningful things for people to do in life and meaningful ways to make money, I don't think we would be no, here. I, mean, I don't think people should have to sell sell every bit of their life to make a buck, to make some to make some money, and still get treated shittily. Because at the end of the day, Andy Cohen's laughing to the he bank all, all the way to the bank because he done got y'all worst moments on TV. And after your reality TV show star, you can't really go get a job. No, it's over for as soon you. As anybody Google's you, like they're gonna see you throw wine on someone talking about a mugshot. And so then they just do anything to keep a buck. Yeah, like that's. Which is why I think Housewives should really just be for rich people who don't need a job. Yeah. Like, the only people I've seen be successful and keep a job are the Married to Medicine crew. Yeah, that's true. Because their show's actually yeah. good, though. What are you doing right now? Me? Yeah. In life? No, right now on your computer. Oh, I was trying to adjust. I was trying to look at my recording thing to make sure it was still recording. Because I have a fear about it. <laughs> it was. I'm not sure having a fear. 
So ultimately, now that we've talked about all, some dramas or just like shows and reality TV shows, what do you think? What do you think about the state of TV? Should we stop integrating white shows? I mean, I think so. I don't know. It's hard. I don't. But here's the problem. I don't think that they'll stop because I think that like there's an idea that it's the only way a show can not be racist or not be canceled is like by having people of color, which is not necessarily true. So I think it just it depends on what the consumer wants. See, that's the thing is in TV, it's what people watch. And if people keep demanding that shows will be integrated, then that's what we're going to get. But someone has to make an executive decision to just not, like, let's just not do it. Like, let's just go back to the good old days. You know, that sounds super racist, and it's meant to be. Like, let's just keep it separate. Like, I would just rather prefer they give black people their own programming or their own ability to make their own programming. But good programming. Good. Okay, I know it's on OWN, but they have basically a a black bachelorette. Oh, interesting. Or a black bachelor. It's like Bachelor in Paradise. It's called Ready to Love. Oh, yeah, Bachelor in Paradise. um, It's like with guys and the women, and they just kind of, like, date each other, and then one person goes home, et cetera. But it's all black people. Interesting. Which I kind of like. Even though I wish that they would probably take someone, take that idea, make it better, have better people, um, do it all better because it's on own. Like own is like BT, so no shade. No tea, no shade. But I wish, it, <laughs> I wish the network would pick that up and just like let black people have their own dating show. I, I don't, and I don't know because then it's like you get that argument of not all black people want to date black people, which is very true. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have solutions. I just have problems. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to be solution oriented. Like, what could they do? But I just need them to stop. I like, just need them to stop, reassess, reevaluate until like we get the better idea. You know, like just let it be. Like, like have some people in a room, like really working on it, and then like come back to me when it's a fully get fleshed Issa out. Get Ray to make thought. a new show. Yeah, that's true. Like that's really what we need at this point. How, what are your thoughts on Blackish though? I thought in Kenya Barris, like I thought Blackish was funny as, at first. Yeah, I think it had a good premise. I understood the premise. But I liked then it the became premise. just teaching white people about. I, I think that the black. demographic changed after the show's first couple seasons. Like I think that originally it was right. a show like made for like black families that have kind of integrated into the suburbs, and like I think that that's a really compelling conversation. Like I think that that is interesting, right. and I love exploring that. Like as someone who grew up in like a white area, like I think that that's fun to watch. Like I'm into it, but. The idea then that all of a sudden, like, white people liked it and white people were, like, losing, using it to, like, look into. And peer into what's, like, yeah, yeah, like that, I feel like, is when it got weird. Yeah, it's true. Black is just up. And I liked Grownish. I loved Grownish. Is it ending, too? Yeah, this is the last season. Oh, okay. It's the graduation. Girl, I stopped. I need to to get it back up and watch it. Yeah, I should watch it. Because I like it. I I liked Grownish. Do you think she could act? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. She's a little Zendaya-esque to me. Like, I don't know yet. Too too soon to tell. Oh, she's a to be continued? Yeah, to be continued. <laughs> Not Zendaya's. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I have to say no from what I'm seeing. And that's sad, but <laughs> it's not good. Anyways, um... Yeah, I think we just should just stop integrating the shows. It's just bad. It's, it's, gonna be, it's going to be racist. Like, it's going to be racist. Yeah. Because you don't, you have people who don't, who are people who are not empowered. Because you have black producers, no. you have black people present. It's black people not empowered to change the narrative of the situation, and it's gonna be offensive because 
people are igmo when it comes to yeah. race in or any ism really and it's just gonna be problematic yep. and i feel bad for saying that about shauna rhymes because she's a black woman but also black women can be complicit in some bullshit yeah, and I think that Sean Rimes is complicit in the sense that, like, there's a, there's right now, there's a lot of dollar signs around multicultural programming. Like, there are, inevitably. And so we're going to get a lot of it. And some of it's going to be good, and some of it's not going to be good. And we need to start being honest and sifting through, like, what works and what doesn't. Yeah. I think we kind of fleshed it out. I think we did too. I feel like this was a good conversation. Yeah. Stop integrating these white shows. It's not good. And maybe just someone cancel them. Oh, what I did want to say was, and I want your thoughts on this. I was on Twitter, and I, can't, I don't know if I saved it or whatever. But she, this girl tweeted out, she's like, stop expecting, like, these TV shows and these networks to introduce, like, actual great black characters because this industry is built to be anti-black. So they're purposely not giving you what you want because they don't give a fuck. Like, they're doing yeah. it to exclude people. Yeah. And I was like, that actually did change the way that I viewed exclusion because then I realized, like, they just don't give a fuck. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. And I think media plays such a powerful tool in how you see yourself and how you view your self worth at this point in the in this point in life yeah. that it's purposely meant to be exclusionary to make you conform. Hmm. Interesting. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I never have expected like white TV shows to give me that, which I think is like why I'm able to enjoy like certain shows because I just don't have that expectation going in. No, I'd be expecting black shows to get it right. Yeah. And even they don't. They don't either. Like, You're black. You're supposed to understand. Like, lean, lean, lean away. <laughs> right? I'm expecting you to fucking get it, and she never gets it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's way more disappointing to me. It's like that there's not more black creators making black shows or that are Having a space. Like, they purposely won't give them the space because they know it's going to be good. Yeah. And you just have to think about how many black creators have to fight so hard to get their product yeah piece out there yeah i think like basically just give Issa Rae more money to make things and also find more Issa Rae's and give them the opportunity yeah like i'm pretty sure there, there's so many black creative people but only so many can pass through like, yeah it's really hard that's awful it's awful and it makes me so well yeah, they're all anti-black. Media is extremely anti-black. All these shows are anti-black. I'm not excited for Bridgerton 2. No. I don't even think I'm, I'm going to watch it. I definitely won't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I barely made it through the first one. I just waited it through because everyone was talking about it. I didn't want to be left out. <laughs> That's the show you didn't want to be left out on? I just, I don't know why. Because when it was hot, it was hot and everyone was talking about it. And you felt like an asshole if you didn't know what was going on. There are a lot of shows that have been hot that you have probably watched, Haley, and you haven't. No. Um, and I'm boycotting Bravo from this point on. Um, like, I don't think I can watch anymore. Wow, that's a powerful statement, everyone. I know, and I've watched because Leah like, loves Bravo. Probably... Don't make it seem like oh, I just the only one. Who no, loves I love Bravo too, but I'm just saying, like, like if Leah's saying she's not going to watch it anymore, like that's like really that show <laughs> that tells you something is what I'm saying. No, it's gotten to the point where it's like this is like bad like i can't give you my money anymore because you don't give a fuck about black people and it was fun when it was fun like it was fun when nini was on real houses of atlanta yeah but it's not fun anymore racism is just not fun anymore i'm tired like yeah i want i just want good tv like yeah. succession do you watch, do you watch love succession? succession 
their session is like again no black people again no black people and guess who doesn't care me me like i love it (laughs) not a single black person and i'm okay with that because the way that the story is depicted there's no reason why a black person would be there like if there were like there there just would not be a black person like that's part of the point of the show is that there's no people there are no black people and if the black people were be were there it'd be really offensive yeah it'd be really offensive and they would like be traumatizing because they'd have to deal with the fact that the people are racist because they are racist they're racist and they don't like fucking in bed with trump yeah oh (laughs) they run a conservative news network station right that's fucking crazy. Anyway. So don't integrate succession, succession okay? <laughs> Please. Yeah, I don't it's like the one show I really love. Like, don't touch it. And it's going to get, you know, it's going to get bow and integrate black people. But HBO actually has some really great TV. If you're looking, you know, like, anything on HBO, I have to say it's pretty fire. Succession could integrate if they integrated a character that was like a black woman. Oh, no, they integrated. They had fucking Sonali. They did. And, and she, she performed her role. It was perfect. It was perfect. I was going to say that the only way I think they could do it effectively if they wanted to have like a main character is if they have someone who's like a black woman who like is actively selling her soul like stepping on the backs of the like, like and they like interrogated and that. even that would and even that would bother me and so no don't okay, even don't do, do that it. don't do it everyone it, it wouldn't what could they interrogate because the show is not about interrogating the proper things they're all like logan is homophobic yeah low-key oh he is oh absolutely gang. he is but i feel like the, the way they don't inter- it's actually if you guys haven't watched succession you should watch it because it's so good but the, i don't think that the viewers themselves can interrogate that I think they are. I feel like that's the point no, of the like, show. No, they can't interrogate black a black woman actively oh, yeah, selling her soul. Can. Like that doesn't track. Like that that we could interpret that because we understand that white people wouldn't get that. So it's just best to keep black people out of it. They can understand things like homophobia and stuff like that when it's really one di- when it's one dimensional, <sighs> but they can't go further than that. Then white people need to get smarter. <laughs> duh, duh. Like ultimately, duh. That's what we want. Yeah. But never. Because if I you think about it, like, if white people just took a second to really understand the effects of racism and they really took the time to understand and learn, they would be like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. And probably still do the same shit, but. At least they'd have a reckoning. <laughs> and I don't. that means really nothing, but. Yeah, no, it means nothing, you, but it just means that it might be like a little bit harder for you to sleep at night. And that's a start. <laughs> right. I hope it's hard to sleep at night. But yeah, like I don't think any show that, yeah, just don't integrate. Don't integrate. And you know, like Killing Eve, Loki, they tried to integrate and did okay. But I was like, you should just, you should just leave it with Sandra O oh and bring it in. Yeah. Let people. her bring it in the bag, Sandra O. Oh, right. Keep it in her purse. Like there are multiple times I've said, there, there doesn't have to be one black person and I'll be okay. It's when you have black people and you just do them so dirty that I'm yeah. like, fuck, this is bad. <laughs> like Lin-Manuel Miranda. And with that. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. Oh, of course. She'll be here for one more episode and then um, I'll have to find a new guest co-host. Yeah, thanks for my uh, spot, my guest slot. No problem. Okay. We'll see you on Haley's final episode next week.